Welcome to the Super Fun Game Review Podcast. Go! This is a little bit of a special it's podcast. Special. It's yeah. special. Yeah, it's a special one. So first off, let me plug our Facebook, facebook.com slash superfunpodcast. Twitter is at superfunpodcast. You can donate at patreon.com slash superfunpodcast. You can email us at superfunpodcastgo at gmail.com. Also, we are on Instagram at superfungamereviewpodcastgo. All right, so before we get started tonight, I would like to say... We are down two people. Ugh. Yeah, uh, because of scheduling conflicts, we. I'm panicking. Oh my god, I'm gonna go over here and shoot some things. Uh, what am I doing? Uh! Uh, we're without Hamill and Steve tonight. Uh, Ralph DeStefano is still panicked. Yes, Ralph DeStefano <laughs> is here. Uh, we got Harry. Hey. And regretting everything that I'm sitting in on. Uh, this is who, who is good that? Friend John. Who, I, who is yeah, that? What? This is a new voice. A voice what? from a, the dark. A new voice. Yeah, you can call me the voice of a generation. I I don't mind. The voice of a generation. Yeah. No one's gonna call you that, John. And I'm Clark. <laughs> the voice of a generation, John. Let's get into the game development. Game development. It's actually Ralph. You might enjoy this little uh little fact that I found about thirty seconds ago. Well, I am listening. Art inspiration for this game. The movies Elysium, Oblivion. Blade Runner. What? Blade Runner. Blade Runner. I don't really see much Blade Runner at all. I mean, I, yeah, I see Elysium. I, I see that. I see and, Elysium. And I didn't... Um, Oblivion, yeah. I mean, just from the trailers, I can kind of see that, but I don't really go yeah. into... Hard. It's the really Sphere. Hard the Sphere from Oblivion. Well, I mean, it's really? Re- it's really hard to say that it looks like Blade Runner when all your buildings are three stories tall. I mean, at max. Everywhere. That is a very good point because those pyramids in Blade Runner are supposed they're to huge, be like yeah. thousands they're, of exactly, floors yeah. tall. So that's, yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, a great it, point. Yeah, the verticality of it just isn't there. I'm really not seeing Blade Runner in that. No. I could be wrong. But definitely Elysium, like with the power armor. Oh, and, yeah, uh, for sure. And, yeah, and stuff like absolutely. that. Totally what is it? The, the war suit? The first one? Yeah. Or no, the exosuit. Oh, exosuit. Is, yeah. Absolutely yeah. is yeah. the yeah, like. Yeah. Just got to rename your character Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> okay, so when it comes to the game development, one of the, a couple of things that, that I know were um, that apparently the developers of this game looked at the statistics for the outcomes, which I'm still not 100% sure on how this works, but uh, allegedly they looked at game data and saw that most people who s- maybe started the game either never finished or lost. So they said in a, like a press release, they were like, guys, look, we looked at the data, we lost the war. And that, in turn, spurred the the story for XCOM 2, which is that humanity loses the war, and it's 20 years later, yeah. boom, you're going to start a resistance. Yeah, actually, I think, I, rem- I remember reading that it was based on the achievements, because there was an achievement for oh, losing okay. the campaign, but there's also one for completing it. And I think the losers won, pretty much, Wow. when it came to the, the counts, the total That's counts. I mean, maybe it's because someone played it and beat it, and then they're like, okay, I really enjoyed this game. Now I'm going to put on the hardest difficulty and see yeah. how many tries it takes for me to beat it. And they maybe let's say they wanted to Iron Man it, where you don't, do, you don't reload any of your old saves. And from experience, I can tell you, when you try to do that, it's a totally different game. Like, you, oh, don't, yeah. you don't make that turn. Like, oh, you know what? I wonder if I, if I move my character up here, maybe I'll get a shot at this guy. Oh, no. Turns out it's not, it's not the truth. When you're playing Iron Man, you cannot do that shit. And I did not play XCOM 2 Iron Man. I'm sure there's an option for it. There but is. There is. I, I didn't play it that way. Even though the first half of the game when I played it, I did my best not to reload. There were certain conditions. Like, if I lost more than, than two people, I might reload. 
but for a while there it was like i was losing one soldier every mission because this game is very different in terms of the way that you play it for mxcom one yeah there's a lot of this is a long standing series i mean this series goes back on pc to you know floppy disk this is a, a very storied and very long history series and when it came back in 2012 a lot of people were really excited about it came back with a lot of well let's just call them nerds <laughs> a lot what, of PC what are we talking gamers. about exactly here are we talking about spoonie maybe no well i mean i don't know what you mean by you don't that. know spoonie okay no that's that's news to me but i mean they did this was an old series a lot of and there wasn't this is kind of a void there wasn't a game like this really that came out anywhere near 2012 that i can think of that was as triple a as hyped as advertised as xcom when it came back for this kind of a strategy game yeah like right. a, this almost plays you know realistically i'm sure we'll get into this on the gameplay segment it plays more like a desktop tabletop kind of strategy game than it does absolutely anything oh, yeah. else so i mean there really wasn't much like i think they this made in a the tabletop version of the, of the of the xcom from 2012 yeah 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 they did they absolutely did gotcha yeah. Yep. It it exists. It's a thing. You the, still miss all your shots. The <laughs> oh my god. Oh, okay. We'll get into yeah. Their it. percentages are skewed. I swear. Oh, I trust me. I, we're gonna get there. Okay. Yeah. The uh, the only game that I can think of that is almost similar in gameplay would be the Fire Emblem series because it is like you know permadeath in certain games for that series. It kind of has like it's kind of like Final Fantasy Tactics though in a way, and it's fantasy. It's not sci-fi. I think that's why I was so drawn to XCOM originally when it came out. I mean, I told Harry about it. Harry told you about it, Ralph. Yep. Yep. Like, I was obsessed with that game. Yeah, and I, I mean, it's it's one of those games where you're either going to love it or it's just not going to be for you. And I, I feel like if you want more of an, a real-time strategy game, which is obviously the more popular genre right now it's not something that you see a lot of you not and i think if more games were like this i don't know if that's necessarily a good thing because you'd have a lot of bad ones fire emblem is an extremely dedicated fan base and so is xcom but it's not gonna be your triple a bestseller you know fallout style you know sales levels it's just never gonna be there i think you mean call of duty fallout sells a lot of copies man that's true but yeah Okay, so I did want to mention, because you, you said, Clark, you said about Fire Emblem. I have some of the Fire Emblem games, but I really haven't, you know, played them or sank my teeth into them. And I've actually played, which I think it's based on a similar gameplay, um, the Advance uh, Advance Wars series. Advance Wars is fantastic. Yes. Have those. Enjoy them. To me, one of the games that I think has come out since XCOM in, in, in 2012 is called Old West. It's on Steam. It plays very similar to XCOM with the same uh, camera angles and like two part, two move based gameplay. It's just styled in, in you know, the Wild West, sort of mm -hmm. like Red Dead Redemption, but XCOM style. And I've never played it, but it looks pretty good. How, how recent is that? That's probably in the last two years. Sounds fantastic. It does. Yeah, it's like I said, it's on Steam. I don't know if there's a physical physical release for oh, uh, is it consoles. PC only, yeah. more or less. I'm, I'm not sure. Okay, unless you have the Steam console, which is oh, that's a very good point. Yeah, yeah. that's oh, like I the unicorn of gaming systems. There's like one of them. It's actually Linux based. Um, yeah, I know it's crazy. So Sorry. When you guys were looking up game development, did you guys see anything on the um, the teaser website that they released? No, I didn't. Advent Future. Apparently, it was like a fake website they set up showing, oh, do you want to live in a world without hunger, without pain, without suffering? Well, come on down and join the advent or something like that. Oh it was apparently God. this whole spoofy thing get people in. And they, there was like a cinematic trailer on it, 
And then towards the end of the trailer, you would see like the sinister plans behind it, more or less. But I thought that was like a that's a cool little grab just to get get your uh, senses tweak in there. I love like kitschy shit like that when game developers do like fake websites and stuff. Like yeah. there was that whole uh... Metal Gear Rising didn't have one of those. It had like a countdown, a lightning bolt, and stuff like that. Rising had one of those. Uh, Kojima loves them, but um, one of the Halo games they had that website that's like I love bees dot com. Did anyone ever hear about that? No, seriously. <laughs> not the nope. bees, not the bees. So it, bees. It was like this whole thing. <laughs> Master Chief, bees. Well, it was this whole thing, and like if you get a certain get through certain layers of the game, yeah. it starts getting more Halo themed. It's kind of weird. And Dead Rising made a Zombrex website, website as well. Yeah. What is Zombrex? That was the cure for. Uh, infection. Oh, and oh, rising. not even necessarily the cure. The yeah, it was just but, yeah, it was just yeah. a treatment for it. But it's uh, yeah. I mean, I I feel like when you see stuff like that, it's that little bit of extra effort. And you know, the storyline to XCOM too. We'll get into that. But I think there might be more content on that website than there might be in the actual game. So Ooh. hey, now hey, dropping bombs, just hot takes. I'm the hot Stephen takes. A. I'm the Stephen A. Smith of this podcast. Oh God, don't I the who? I'm just gonna call Stephen you a racist a. in a while. Don't worry. Yeah. Hot take. So one of the things I saw when I was uh, looking up how this game was developed, the first one really had set scenarios, right? So if you played through the campaign, you got this scenario, here's the map, here's the enemies. Um, one of the things they did in this one that was a little different is they set up some randomized generation and some procedural generation of the map. So when every time you play the campaign, you'll have a different experience. It also leads to one of my biggest gripes with this game. I think that it increases for that really hardcore fan base that we have with a game like this. I think it really helps to increase the replayability of this title, which is good if you're paying $60 for something like this. Baraxis are the ones that did the Sims games, I believe. That's why that guy kept looking at me and going, I would want to throw out there that uh, this game, uh, to me, it sort of came out of nowhere. Um, right. I think I was still playing uh, the... Not really a sequel, more like a giant patch for uh, XCOM 2012, which was Enemy Within. And um, I think I was still playing Enemy Within, maybe my first or second playthrough, and they announced XCOM 2, and I got really excited about it. And the the idea that, that you know, we lost the war and all that, I, I didn't really didn't really buy, you know, because in my canon version of the story, we won, but... It, it it took some getting used to, but then I was it was good to go. But I was taken I was taken back when XCOM two was announced and was pleasantly surprised. And I hope they're working on something uh, right now for maybe another patch for XCOM two, more DLC. Even though they opened it up to mods, which was great, I was surprised, pleasantly surprised. All right, yeah, let's uh, let's move on to story, guys. Story. So when I was sitting down and trying to write my notes, let, let's say this is it's probably been a. L- a little under a week since I actually completed the game. I don't remember much from the story. It's, and I, it's not that long ago that I beat it, but yeah. I, I have very little I wrote down for it. Yeah, I, I wrote some notes on, on story because I, I started at first cutscene. You set it up in this way that it's 20 years later, and you don't necessarily have to, and this is, they're very heavy-handed. I think when they do tell you things in the story, when they when they do show you stuff, it's very, here's where it is. Yeah, they very um, they they very much just yeah pound it they home. pound like, it home. Look, this is what's happening. This is what's happening. You need to go do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, it's twenty years later, and if you beat the first game, and most of the people that played the first game probably assume that you beat the first game, right? Mm-hmm. You're thinking, hey, it's twenty years after the first invasion. I'm assuming that we're continuing down this road of progress or whatever. The aliens have been expelled. 
And then they bring up that speaker guy, and he looks like the most stereotypically like evil. Yeah, evil dude. it's it's yeah, literally the most evil looking guy that you could think of. <laughs> the weird like black stones coming yeah. out of his neck. Yeah, and like yeah. what the fuck was that all about? Yeah, I was weird. questioning that from the beginning, and they don't they so don't they, really resolve his story, do they? No, well, they, they don't. They don't. He just kind of. I'm sure he got marked. Well, no, like, I mean that's that's the weird part. Yeah. Oh no, like, wait, no, no, no. I'm sorry. They do resolve it. He gets bum rushed by the crowd. He gets bum rushed, ah. but then in the final mission, he's still talking to you. Mm. It's really bizarre. Mm. Like he gets bum rushed by the crowd, and then like, oh, you're right because yeah. that's the mission. And he's before, like, where why you aren't you joining us? And I mean, they don't make him an adversary. Literally, after the first scene and after the final mission is the only time that you really ever see the speaker. So it's not like you're but, looking at him as like an adversary in this like figurehead that's really doing things. It's just a faceless enemy, right? So they tried to put a face to it, but then they didn't do anything after the first scene and didn't nothing. commit to it. Exactly. You know what I thought he actually was the entire time? And this is like completely unconfirmed. An elder? Theory. No, he looked like one of the G-Men from the first game. Oh, what yeah. the hell were they called? Thin, the thin Man. The Thin, thin Man? Yeah. He looked like, yeah. Don't, don't miss him. Yeah, Didn't I'm glad that enemy wasn't back. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not going to lie. The Vipers might be worse. Yeah, those guys are irritating. Well, yeah, we'll get I into that. I like in the play. enemies more from the first game than this game. Really? really? Yeah. Interesting. There are so many more in this one. I th- Aren't there? Uh, I think there's a lot more variety there's, there's, in the enemies. There's in this huge one. variety. No, I don't know. Well, we can do that more. Yeah, in we'll gameplay. get into gameplay. Yeah. Some other. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, the storyline is pretty bare bones. I mean, it's like, okay. Uh, did you guys play through the. The tutorial. I think I did. Yeah, I think I did the tutorial for the first mission where you you save. You yeah, save where the you save yourself. Yeah. basically. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I skipped it. Okay, so oh, so you don't know the story then? Yeah, you basically go through this, you know, guided tour of how some of the basics of the game work. Um, you wind up like you mean losing, like in a tutorial? Yeah, you lose like four guys, and there's it's unavoidable, whatever. But, so it's a tutorial. Yeah, I mean it's weird. Okay, but they really don't give you a reason why you're going to do that. You know, like. It's just like, hey, we got to get this thing out of here. Nothing's been established with any of the characters. Because it's a twist. At the end of the tutorial, the twist is that... It's you. The commander is you, right? Yeah. The, the, the commander is you. The commander is you. A winner is you. <laughs> yeah. The commander is you. All your bases. All your bases are belong to us. Um, All your base, your base. Yeah, I mean, base. it's it's just one of those things with this storyline. I think you could flesh it out way better and set yourself up with way more set-piece kind of story moments. And I think it would be a better game. I don't really know how to put this, but to me, the story exists and it serves its purpose. To me, I usually care a lot about the story for games, but for this one, gameplay. Gameplay all the way. The story, they're, you know, they're the the little bits and pieces you get in between of missions. And it's always about the next mission and, and getting back in the field. Yeah. And that's, I think that's a pretty clear choice made by the developers of the game. Yeah. Yeah, I, like I, I don't know about you guys. Like, and I'm not saying I went into like crazy detail of anything of like the of of this in my head while I was playing, but this the like the story of this is more about your like battlefield stories, like what happens. Oh, the ones there. you create, yeah, yeah, like the ones that you just kind of like you make the scenario in your head of like, oh, why is this happening or things like that. Really, you're just playing so far into this gameplay that it is really just kind of pushing your own ideas out into this the story really just serves a purpose of this is how we're going to set up your next mission go here's a branch pick which way you want to go do you want to go more free roam do you want to continue and then go and then go how i saw the story i i tended to i think i was only half paying attention to it it just i think it was so technical 
with like what they were discussing. Like, oh, we got to get this chip out of this thing, and it's sending this relay it's signal. Synapses can be hijacked. I don't know. Using the beep bap boop. I, I, I hope it's not me, but I, I just saw it very technical. I tuned half of it out. I was just like, I, it almost read like a textbook than like a novel. Right. If that makes sense. But this yeah, okay. is the problem, right? So when we talk about how you get through this game, right, you have to go through this storyline stuff that doesn't seem to be important. They never really tell you, like, you, I know from just talking to you guys, you were stuck with that Skulljack stuff because you didn't know to do it. Oh, yeah. I had no idea that right. that was, like, the and main you, thing to exa- do. Exactly. It was never told you as a, hey, this is why we need to do this, and here's why it's important. Because it's stuck in some flavor text supporting the Skulljack development. But I think that's... Yes, I, I agree. And I think that's just... That's where the story branches. Like, that's that branch that I was talking about where it's like, do you want to go more into the free room and kind of level everything up? Or do you want to start hopping into... Right. Because, like, as right, soon right, as right. you start on that Skulljack thing... It's boom, 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 final mission. Right. The story really starts to take off when you do that. And um, right. I I had this problem with XCOM from 2012, if I remember right, where I got so caught up in research and advancing my technology that the enemies basically gear towards your gear. And I was like halfway through the game and I'm fighting the toughest, the toughest enemies. Right. And the difficulty got to... It, the, the difficulty basically peaked. And from there... I used the same crew every mission and was a was a safe scumming bastard the whole damn time because <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't think of of playing the game any other way and I went back and I tried to do a couple Iron Man runs and it just didn't work for me. Right. Getting to getting to this, I've I've put probably 60 hours into the game and that's not exactly one run because the first time I played it, I got caught up in that same trap where and in this game, it's very different in terms of you need to like go 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 go. You you can't turtle as your as your strategy essentially. Yeah. You can't have you know a couple bases and 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 just live there, which is what I was doing. And I got to the point where the Avatar project was just constantly doing a countdown, and I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Or or I would just stay in my home base and let you know my guys heal up again and again and again. And I did it for I did one run uh, where I just did it for like months. And before I knew it, I was like I was so deep in trouble with the avatar project that i literally had to crawl my way back all the way from it that's what i sunk so many hours into and i debated because i was like 20 hours in i was like oh my god i completely screwed myself what do i do do i start fresh or do i try to rebuild this that i have and that's what i ended up doing was i did a couple missions where i really had to struggle because my guys were not strong enough for the enemies that i was receiving and pushed through and got to a, a much better point where I only had like three, you know, three red nodes on the Avatar project, and then I pushed on with the rest of the game. Now, right. I had done the Skulljack mission, but when I came back to the game for the, for the podcast, I needed to hijack a codex, which yeah. is where I was at. And I was doing this one mission where I had to defend like a relay for data, and I, was, and I needed to do the Skulljack, and there was only one codex, and I was so far into the game that in this mission, there was no shit like... The codex, uh, the with the Ar- Arcanox, the, the flying guys. There the f- were wait, the flying guys. Yeah, the guys that archons. Fly. Archons, sorry, the archons. There were those. I didn't know that when you do the Skulljack, the Avatar shows up. Couldn't kill the Avatar, and as you progress and get closer and closer to the thing you have to defend, more enemies just came, just just kept coming. Ridiculously difficult. 
where they had the the sphere that opens up and will just like nuke all your guys. Like I played this one mission for three hours and I had to reload from. I started basically from the beginning multiple times. Now and to me that's kind of cheating because I'm getting like closer to like a purist attitude when it comes to XCOM. But I sort of realized where I was. I was so deep in in terms of the difficulty because of my technology, but I was so far behind in the story that they just like came to a head and it it caused this very high difficulty spike that I eventually worked through and was able to beat the game. So rant over. So here <laughs> if you wanna you, you want to talk about the story, here's here's the question I'd ask. What's the advent project? The advent project is to somehow find a cure to a disease that the elders are suffering from and they're using some form of cloning and genetic manipulation in order to achieve that end and you have to use the human race. Does that make sense at all? Yeah, that's pretty much yeah, the. That's, that's pretty much. Yeah, what I, they I mean, they never. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's how, a, how do they advertise that to the humans in the game? It was well, more they, like so, there's so manipulation they're to make sheep. They're so like stupid sheep in the way that they're depicted in the game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, the, so what they do is they say, "Oh, you can go get gene therapy, and it's going to cure you." Mm -hmm. Really, they're just abducting people from these facilities and then turning them into human goo. Right. And Yay, it's, human goo. It's more than that, though. They're also getting people out of rural rural areas. Rural. Give me that boo. Just, 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 <laughs> just mouth vomit all over this. <laughs> yeah, so they're moving people out of the countryside. See how I did that? Yeah. And then uh, moving them into the city. So they're basically uh, hurting them so they can have more of the Industrial planet. revolution? Well, no. I mean, this is directed. <laughs> and you can see it. In the, there's all this stuff when you read into it. It's about propaganda. And they're basically saying, oh, you should come to the cities. The cities are where you know all this advanced technology uh -huh. is. And they're really just hurting all the humans into cities. Moo. Yeah. Well, you know. Bah. Yeah, I was say they're sheep more than one way. <laughs> so there's one thing that I did really like about the story. Go. And it's how they explain if you're coming back to this game and you've only played through it once. I played through the first one once and beat it. My second playthrough, I wanted to try to get everything. Never beat it again. So in my mind, I won. The way that they explain that is interesting and it's like a total classic sci-fi just like one-off sentence they say that they were learning from the commander how that they could how they could be beaten and they were running simulations in his head while he was under and connected that's how they were learning battle tactics so every attempt that you're failing or every attempt that you're winning they're learning from that and being able to counteract it i got to admit it was months ago when i started the game i think i forgot about that completely yeah it's just yeah. like a, it's like a one-off thing huh. that the scientist says as right. soon as he extracts the chip yeah, from the I, back of your head and i think that they do a lot of things right in this one i like more being an insurgency against an alien oppressor than being the planet yeah, trying to stones. well yeah instead of being the the entire planet fighting off an invasion because what drove me nuts in, in the first one when it came to the story was, you know, okay, we're getting invaded by aliens. They're here. Everybody knows they're here. And then, like, South Africa is like, I'm not giving you money. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it, that shit drove me bananas. Like, because you're basically sitting yeah, there and you're going, aliens. like, we're getting invaded by aliens. This is a huge crisis. And, like, you know, basically. There's nothing more unifying for yeah, the human race. Exactly. The only thing that'll bring the human race together is learning that there's something other than human. I mean, to wrap it up, though, like, I think the story in this one's more plausible. I'm just opening it up. Than the. Than the well, I mean, all right. <laughs> well, okay. You know, I kind of like. I'm going to open it up like a flower. 
bloom. <laughs> just, do you just think love can bloom on silence. the battlefield? Oh God! Can we just let that fucking thing die? <laughs> love on the battlefield? You want to let that die? Yeah, I do. But I we am, are strong. I am a good. Love is a battlefield. I was born we in the battlefield. All right, go ahead, wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, no, hold on. We need to talk about the ending before we wrap it up. We need to just talk okay. about the, the ending. Did anybody the watch the ending cutscene? If you lost, uh, no. no, no, I didn't. If you lose the game, it goes to a quick cutscene okay. mm-hmm. where the speaker is like, "Oh, the gene therapy is open. Basically, all are welcome." Okay. And that's basically it. Oh my god! It was a very <laughs> lackluster ending, <laughs> but I, I I am glad I saw it just to know because I think it would have been bugging the shit out of me if I didn't actually lose at least once just to see that ending. So I really thought that the avatar, the avatar, I really thought that the commander was going to somehow buy it, like he was going to sacrifice his life in order to get his men out, kind of a thing. That happened in the first one. When, Did it? When when your psychic characters have to stay behind? Or oh, you're like right. That. Yeah. So, you're right. I forgot. So, the ending is what I have my biggest gripe about the story. Oh, my God. Here we go. Because it wasn't a choose-your-own-ending? Oh, God. The Last of Us all over <laughs> again. Uh, all right, Clark. Lay it on us. Give us your complete opinion. You're, you're completely entitled to your opinion. I'm sorry. I should be harping on this. Go ahead. <laughs> all I you're wrong. <laughs> go. Go. <laughs> Join us next week. (laughs) (laughs) No, really, I want to know. Come on. I don't like that the game boils down to only the commander is important the same way that the first game boiled down to only the psionic warrior is important. And it's essentially the same kind of ending where it's like, okay, the commander goes out and just all of a sudden he's like, I'm shooting beams everywhere from my hands and like, fuck you, elder ghost alien things elder ghost alien things perfect yeah and then you know the ending of the first one is like oh okay i'm gonna step into this portal and then just i'm gonna blast psionic shit out of me and (laughs) blow up the fucking mothership or whatever the fuck it's it's one of those things where it feels like a repeated ending which also in a lot of sci-fi that's kind of what happens there's repeated they hint at what's coming next right so like the deep yeah, what's in the deep and what's oh, going to happen there? I forgot about that. Who made? Who thought that was like the rift from Pacific Rim? That's exactly what that oh, looked like. Yeah, That's exactly that. what that yep. looked like. Yeah. And I think I in the next game you might see a completely different, or you might have two different factions to be fighting. I think that's where they might go with that it. That would be actually really cool. It would be cool. I um, think they need to throw in a new dynamic at this point. Needs to, what, yeah. I, what I want out of the next game is you go through the rift. And you're on an alien planet. Take it on their time. I would I would like to see humans striking out. Instead of like That's you know, logical. We, we've been on Earth this entire fucking yeah, We've series. been constantly on defense. Yeah. Let's go on the offense. Let's go. What if we get a whole galaxy? Alien planets. We have to do planet to planet. Yeah. And you gotta search and mine resources and And now it's Mass Effect. Oh and, yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. I actually have that bad of a game. Huh? I haven't played this. Oh, hot take. Wait, what? That, that was for I you, Kyle Page. I have not played Mass Effect. Kyle Page says it's not even worth your time. Well, I, I heard that the second don't, one is really don't do good. that, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that to that that sweet boy. Our, our, our Facebook just lost a subscriber. Boop. Yeah, and his name's Kyle Page. Um, <laughs> just going off of the Pacific Rim thing, <laughs> it would be really cool if we had like this one desperate mission. 
and it's like your six guys versus one big baddie with too much health that you don't even know what to do with. And then you get in a giant robot and pull a sword. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, you kind we'll of it, ju- it just turns into Gundam that. Wing. <laughs> Gundam Wing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you kind of did that. Like it wasn't one giant enemy. But what, like the um, the big mechs, the heavy duty guys? Well, no, I mean when it's just like the three Avatar, they just keep coming, right? Like you just oh, keep getting more and more okay, and more so, enemies. So yeah, uh, I mean the ending, the the final mission. You guys were talking about it. Yeah, and I, I hadn't, I hadn't gotten there yet. Yeah, and I I expected this stupid fight. So I went in with my my six characters and the Avatar, and I basically gave them one buff item and then just a health kit, yep. all of them. I went in and I blew all my money on health kits. I had like I had way too much money at that point anyway at the end of the game because I had everything researched or or all the things that I felt that I needed to have researched. Balling out of control. And um big ball. I didn't I I don't I don't think I even <laughs> yeah. Who the fuck are you? I'm big, big trying ball. to make up for the lack big, of Hamill tonight. <laughs> big, big balling. <laughs> Ralph big was walking in. Control. Ralph case. was walking in like like a uh, baby from uh, <laughs> the big timers, just walking in, just ooh, just rubbing them hands together. With all that money. <laughs> right. So I, I didn't even reload. I didn't. I didn't have to redo anything, save or anything for the final mission. Um, what I did end up having to do was my main man. You know that one character that you really love, the one you named Harry Bowles, the one I named Bruce Wayne Damn and it. made him Batman. And I used I used him in like thirty five missions. The guy had like. 60 kills or something like that. I had this point where I was like, okay, I'm down in the last avatar. Counterpoint. Bruce Wayne doesn't kill people. That's true. It's very ironic. I'm down to like the last avatar, less than half health, and I stop and I go, okay, these enemies, they just keep coming out of these portals. This isn't going to end. I can make a push and send all my characters to that avatar and kill it, but I have to sacrifice Batman. (laughs) And I did it. I sacrificed him. And I got the avatar because I was like, wait a minute. If I finish this turn, the game's over. It won't happen. Bruce Wayne is dead. Killed the avatar. Boom. Game over. (laughs) Anybody else's ears bleeding? Yeah, that was was bad. That was real bad. Boom. Game over. Nice. <laughs> See if you if you would have named Nightwing him, is the new Batman. Yeah, so. if you would have named him Clark Kent, you would have been fine. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, but you had to go with fucking Bruce. Yeah, Wayne. I don't know why. I was like, I think I can make Batman. Boop boop boop. Made Batman. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> because no one the Ralph three thousand strikes again. Dust off on Ralph three thousand. Beep beep beep. The Ralphobot. Um, <laughs> Ralphobot. <laughs> what? Like <laughs> yeah, I mean the storylines. Never going to be the biggest selling point of this game. It's no. just not going to be. But I think that I'd be able to see past some of the other flaws with the gameplay and see past some of the other flaws with the way that this game works if the storyline was more robust. I have to admit. Some, sometimes a good storyline experience can make up for mediocre gameplay. But we're talking about the opposite, aren't we? Yeah. But the bad storyline experience doesn't allow it to cover for some of the gameplay flaws. Okay, that's saying. true. No, 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 you're absolutely right. But I think Clark really hit the nail on the head when he said that this game is about the stories that you make, that you create, the characters that you bring into this world, and then you enact your dramas with those characters. Yeah, That's like it. like obviously Ralph was way more way more invested. intense and invested in, in Batman, Batman dying than the actual ending. Right. That's true. One thing I wish they would have done a little bit more of, I think the best game that has ever done this is um, NHL 2015. Is but that you, a joke? No, no, no. You finally win the you game. You play NHL games? 
Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah, NHL games are tight, man. Um, so when you win the Stanley Cup in NHL 2015, there's like a 15-minute thing of all the players congratulating and freaking out and cheering and doing a group picture and everything mm-hmm. like that. And I spent the time in that game creating all my friends as the team. Mm-hmm. So they were there. Same thing in this game. They do a quick little thing, which I wish they would have elaborated. There's a point when you're going down the back of the Avenger or something like that. And you see, yeah, you see them all. Was it saluting or clapping or something like that? And it just scans by all your created characters real quick. I wish they would have done more with that. So what I learned there is that Harry cried during NHL 15. <laughs> oh, dude, the NHL ending was awesome when I did that. Like, they're all, like, high-fiving and, like, holding each other up and passing around the right, Stanley Cup they and shit. Stanley so Cup. he came and then he cried. That's pretty normal. Like last Friday. Or Saturday. And three times on Sun- Sunday. Sunday. Sunday morning. I come and cry a lot, I guess. You're well, a sensitive man. It's in that order. Before this moment, <laughs> women only made me cry through my penis. <laughs> oh, damn it. You beat me to it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Gameplay. What do I think of this game? It's... Ghost day in. Space day in. Space day in. Skinny doop out of the beep. When you take the laser rifle and beep the pop the doop. I don't even know where I picked that up. That, it just it sounds like uh, Robin Williams when you do it. Um, you mean from um, the TV show that he was an alien? Yeah, I mean, it, it's yeah. kind of like Robin Williams if, like more if he was autistic. Oh No, not from the TV show. More like from the gravestone. Because he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I missed. <laughs> We lost everybody good this year. By the way. Can, I just, can I just say how we lost everyone that was good? This is this is my resignation from the podcast. <laughs> I go sent, ahead, continue. I sent a text to <laughs> I sent a text to Bob. who was like, in other news, George Lucas slipped on a banana peel and broke his fucking neck. Like it's just like would anyone this care at this party? Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't Wars. it wouldn't be an issue with the You'd story. Like, oh, he's gone. Okay, thanks for staying. Bye. If you really want to do that, you say George R. R. Martin. That that would cause a riot. Right? Yeah, yeah. it would be the worst. Like chokes on a fucking roll. People would like, <laughs> <laughs> like, because that's how George R. R. Martin dies. As he was trying to add one to the collection. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm all full up. I can't fit another one. Uh, fucking George R. R. Martin. You. Well, he's like really into sailing. What if you like Rex? Well, he's really into eating too. <laughs> I mean, I love the guy, and I think his books are great. <laughs> He's like really into eating, but said he every fat guy he ever. like eats three times a day. Well, no, like he he literally goes around to these comic cons and like fans of his like volunteer to cook Just him food. Bring me food, please. So they like, make all like, I want. Put it in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna lay it down. Just pour the gravy in my mouth. Hold on, hold on Harry. Could you, could you say that one more time? <laughs> Put it in my mouth. <laughs> All right, and on to gameplay. <laughs> gameplay. Thank you for that intro, Harry. Let's move into gameplay. <laughs> Go. I personally, I've always been a huge fan of the gameplay. It's interesting. It's frustrating. It's frustrating in kind of a good way. I've never been like frustrated where I want to just like turn it off and never play it again. Rage uh, quit. Yeah, yeah. I've never wanted to rage quit from it. Uh. <gasps> I had some moments where I almost did. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I got into that final mission not knowing what I was... I think I was the first one. Was I the first one to get to the final mission? Uh, 
unconfirmed. I mean, it was. It was. You might have been. I might have been. I got to that final mission not knowing what I was getting into. And I got there. I was just like, what the? It just kept going. I was like, it was bad. And, and, what makes this gameplay so interesting to me is that it's so different. It's there, one it's one of the most unique kind of gameplay experiences that I think you can find on consoles right now or on PC. Well, on consoles I think it's it's a bit more rare this kind of a strategy game on a yeah. console because you can't really do it with two analog sticks the way you can with a keyboard and mouse. No, it's, definitely it's it, got to work. I th- it's got to work the sticks. It's got to work, work the sticks. Ralph work the sticks. What does that even mean? <laughs> Dude, you know. Work both sticks? How many sticks? Oh, God. Now I get it. <laughs> More than Mario. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Tummy sticks. I don't want to play oh, that God. game. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> Whoa. Played that guy's dick like an Atari. <laughs> Just grabbed it and rotated it around and pressed on the top. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Bird up. Hello. <laughs> Did you say bird up? <laughs> like bird up? Bird up. Hello. All right. That's so okay. I think the reason to play this game. All right. Is for the gameplay. Oh. So. <laughs> so. <laughs> I did not fucking clap. No, you just have the clap. Oh. Have you ever noticed? <laughs> Get there. Get there. Get there. That sometimes when you're lining up a shot and you've got like 99% fucking missed. <laughs> okay, so it's weird. He went Travolta there. That was a <laughs> Travolta. It was like it was like yeah. Harry then Travolta. <laughs> Just like Harry Travolta? into Travolta. They both have the same amount attention. of hair, so that's kind of kind of close. <laughs> but Travolta can afford the hair transplant. That's no, or their wig. <laughs> um. <laughs> So yeah, roast it. So what I <laughs> Travolta burns. Yeah, coming oh in with boy. those Travolta hot takes. Um, <laughs> stop saying hot takes, goddammit. Stop, <laughs> stop saying Travolta. It's like one of those words that you just keep saying it, and it stops making sense. Travolta, 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 Travolta. I gave all Travolta. of my soldiers Travoltas. And we went into battle to fight <laughs> You had like different Travoltas. You had like Grease Travolta, Saturday Night Fever Travolta, <laughs> like Battlefield Earth Travolta, Pulp Fiction Travolta, <laughs> yeah, Con, Con Air, Broken Arrow, oh, no, that's Nicholas Broken Kidd. Arrow, Face Travolta. Off Travolta, <laughs> Con Air Travolta. <laughs> nope, nope. Said nobody ever. <laughs> no, uh, so oh, you see what I actually. Plane? It's no, mine. But... <laughs> this plane is mine. <laughs> oh, fuck. You see this god here? It's, it's mine. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. Oh, fucking John Travolta. <laughs> Fuck you, John Travolta. <laughs> Why didn't 2016 take your dumb ass? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> It'd be funny if, like, <laughs> we check our iTunes and it just yeah. somehow it's somehow. like <laughs> Jay Travolta. <laughs> like, it's like leaves a review related. one star. These guys made fun of me. <laughs> so let's let's talk about the gameplay aspect of <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's, I'm let's, trying uh, to I'm trying to get us back a little bit. When you're on. fighting the Travoltas, I find that <laughs> it's really helpful. Yeah. When you're fighting tra- multiple Travolta, <laughs> always flank Travolta actually. Then, then you get one hundred percent chance. 
<laughs> Let's get back into gameplay. So the reason the reason to play this game is for the gameplay. Fuck the story. In stone. Ooh, wow. Just fuck the story straight up. Um, I Like I said when we started recording, I don't remember much of the story. For a living, I do statistical analysis. That's basically my whole job. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, you're going to fucking listen oh to it. Oh, my God. So all, you're the, gonna fucking listen. all the percentages probably drove you crazy. They drive me fucking bananas. Uh, if, like when you miss on an 80%. A-N-A-N-A-S. My shit is bananas. B. And shut up before I come over there and Travolta your ass. I will shove a banana. Which is exactly the future so thing. far. It's yeah. going to be a Royale with cheese. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Uh, no. <laughs> no I'm, I'm, I'm putting a hiatus on the Travolta jokes. <laughs> no. Fuck that. That's the theme of the night, motherfucker. John Travolta. 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 XCOM 2. Enemy yeah. Travolta. Special guest. <laughs> can, can you bill me for this as like special guest John Travolta? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember how we started amazing. it. Oh, it was my. You said in I the, sounded like in, it. in the description. You went into, yeah. In oh the God. description for this, it needs. It just needs, to, be, it just needs to say the hot takes from the guys from the super fun guys on John Travolta. <laughs> John Travolta hot takes and XCOM two and XCOM two. No. The guys discussed John Travolta and XCOM two. <laughs> no, hey, it's a gameplay. So, so yeah. let's so try this segment again. <laughs> I was thinking about so, hit him with a fucking shot of adrenaline. Yeah. So, a felt pen! <laughs> so, here's my... Here's oh, guys, my, I shot Marvin in the face. <laughs> I didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> didn't hit no fucking bumps. Uh, the whole, um, like, checks and balances system of do I... Do I push my character further on, or do I put them in a defensive position? Like, the, the whole way that that... I don't even know how to say it. Like, the way that it's structured on two turns in an action, I really feel like that is, um, of course, unique. I do statistics for a living. You can go ahead and do whatever you want, but here's the thing. There's a test that you can do to see if a dice is loaded or if a coin flip isn't fair, right? And it's based upon if you have what they tell you the percentages are or the odds of something being successful... And then if you have enough samples from that dice, you can say, you know, this dice is fair and this dice isn't. The dice in this game are not fair. And I did some research afterwards, and when I was kind of done with it right before I was coming home for the holidays, the dice for the this game do not roll accurately. And if you miss, you have a greater chance of, yeah, it's not a fair <laughs> die. There are hands in the code so this this game messes with the probabilities based on if you've missed shots in the previous actions, if you hit shots in the previous actions. That affects whether or not you, and it is, if you look it up, there are lines of code that if you miss two or three shots and then you have a 70% chance to hit, you're going to hit. It doesn't matter how much you, how low your probabilities are. You basically get a 10% bonus and a 10% penalty onto consecutive hits and consecutive misses. I think the term in, in code is actually a stack table. Because uh, I've missed on a 100% chance with a blade. Yep. Yeah, so have I, actually. Yep, and that'll happen because it's literally... Horse shit. It's messing with the code. And, it, and when I'm making strategic decisions, and, and in this game where it's so important to make good strategic decisions... If it's a real 70% chance, maybe I take that risk. If I know that it's not, I don't know if I'm going to take that risk anymore. It makes those 49s. Right, yeah. You know, like really, or, or 44s. Like, and at the same time, I've hit on a 22%. And you will. Oh, yeah. And so you will. And, and, that, and that will happen. I mean, it's just, 
a 22% chance to hit. But the fact of the matter is when you're starting to tip the scales, right, based on how successful your shots are, being a superior strategist and getting good shots shouldn't be penalized by reducing the percentage of your chance to hit. Couldn't agree more. Right. So that that just drove me batshit crazy with this. And I really, really want to like this game. You know, it's right up my alley. I love strategy games. I love stuff like this. That killed it for me, personally. That, that's a dumb move to do, though. Like, if you're going to deliberately put those percentages out there, <clears throat> let the player make those choices. Don't exactly. do a hidden <clears throat> exactly a hidden agenda. Exactly. Make it accurate. Yes. Tell me what the odds are, and I'll make the decisions based on what the real odds are. Yeah, because... But the, don't put your fingers on the scales, because it drives me nuts. I mean, there are additional buffs that you can add to your character, obviously, as you level them up and they right. increase in rank. So it, it really seems to mute those additional... Or even the more like the weapons, I guess. Like you get a, a better, uh, the weapon add-ons, the mods, like you can have a better scope for, you know, plus 10 accuracy. Yep. So that's all being nerfed because there's an internal percentage right. running that I didn't know about well, until been... you just explained it to me. Right, exactly. And it's there. It's in the code. People found it because those, co those code files and those probability files, those are all in the computer. Right. You know, they're all in the computer, man. Um, but but it's, well, and the and the yeah. game was out on the on the PC for almost nine months before the console right. port came that, out. I think that's a little uh, shitty. To be honest, for it, I'm glad we got the port honestly because originally when XCOM 2 was announced, they said PC only. I remember that actually. They, yeah, and there was a huge uproar about it yeah. because it won a lot of consoles Game of the Year for 2012, and people were fucking pissed. I, I was one of those people. I heard it was announced, and they were like, "Oh, but it's going to be PC only." I blocked it out of my mind because I wanted to play it so bad, and I was like, I just don't have the PC to do it. I pre-ordered it on Steam. Okay. Now, you guys, I might be in the minority for this. I hate games with permadeath, and that is actually, I turned it off. I was the guy that would, if you lose a couple members of your team, I would load. Same here. I don't yeah. feel guilty. Yeah, that's, that's different than if you lose a guy and finish a mission and <coughs> they come back, right? That permadeath is just if you finish the mission and they're dead, they're dead. Is that what you're referring to? Yeah, well, that and like the the, the autosave feature where you couldn't load data or anything like that. I I right. can't play games like that. Um, that and like the, the my Iron two, Man mode. True. Yeah. What do you mean Iron Man mode? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, two things I've always hated with games is permadeath and persistent worlds. Those two features on games drive me fucking nuts. What do you mean by persistent? Worlds? What was that one game? State of Decay. Like where you yeah. would. That Close out the game, game, come back later, and it's a whole different gaming experience because shit happened while you logged off. I, and I'm glad they gave you the feature to at least turn it off so that I can enjoy it the way I like to enjoy games. Yeah. But especially with like a long game like this, I could not tell you. Like, if I was to get like 40 hours into this game and then my team gets wiped and then I have no way of just like loading up a game, well, that's I'm fucking done with that game then. That's the Iron Man mode, right? So that's yeah. That's if you if you really want to challenge, right? If you wipe a team in Iron Man mode, you're starting over. Yeah, I mean that's just the way that game works. You might as well start over. Yeah, at that point. you're not going to be able to recover it. I I have a question. Did any of your characters die? No, I don't like the perfect the one. Yeah, I say I, See, I didn't I even do the that, tutorial either. So and, and I literally you had no. And, you and, didn't do the tutorial. <laughs> See, just I so think, we can avoid I think, permadeath. No, that's, that wasn't the reason why. I just thought I was mode. like, oh yeah, no, I know how to play fucking XCOM. I did the first one. Right. I can. I'm just gonna hop right in. But I actually were... think permadeath in this game is important. No, I understand. I, I see why the argument for that to kind of raise the stakes more or less. But I just 
Me personally, that's not the way I like to play games. I'm glad they let me at least play it the way I like to play games. Well, it, it also forces yeah. you to have a really, truly balanced squad. Like, would your guys get wounded? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So th- some of my guys would be out for like two, three weeks. Okay. 12 days, I think, was the most I had. Harry, actually, after failing to shoot like three things. Yeah, lost uh, his legs. No, uh, you got wounded for 31 days. That would, out be, that'd be interesting Jesus. for XCOM 3. You, you missed know, out you, on you four lose an arm, lose an arm get a cybernetic get graft implant. on a, yeah. an implant. That would be pretty cool. That would be, be cool, cool if it gives you a bonus, but a negative at the same time. Right. Like, can't you, jerk you off. Can't, you get a higher accuracy, <laughs> but you can't move. Yeah, try with a hot dog or you might rip your dick off yeah. first. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's like a training mini game. It's something, something, something dark side. You're just like grabbing. Ah, oh, God. No mini games. You're good, God. <laughs> mini games would not fit in XCOM. Oh, no. Um, it's okay. You get like a cybernetic arm or a cybernetic leg, let's say. Right. You you can now climb higher, but you can't go out as far. A, a plus and minus. Checking or. You're slower yeah. horizontally, but not vertically. So, one area that I thought was a real big gameplay issue. And I know it has a lot to do with the procedural generation that they decided to do with this game. The load times on consoles are absurd. Well, I got it for the PC, and I got to tell you, loading in, really bad. Right. Even on PC. But it's it's not just that it's one load screen. I can deal with one load screen. You say I want to launch a mission. You go to your squad select, Mm -hmm. and then you hit launch with the squad. Then there's a load screen, Mm -hmm. and it takes you to the ship where you're sitting at a load screen, basically, and then you hit X to launch the mission, and then sit at another load screen. Like, you're talking, like, three, four iterations of loading. You're not doing anything while your guys are hit, sitting in the helicopter, right? They're just You're just staring at them right. riding along, right? Yeah. It's really a loading screen. And then you're getting three or four load screens in a row, and you're just, like, two, three minutes later, maybe you're playing the game at that point? Right. I mean, I should get a solid state hard drive for this game. That's crazy. I mean, no. but I downloaded it. No, oh, one yeah. one thing that did work to their advantage though, they really reinstate that propaganda shit with the load screens where you see like the, the two people being all patriotic and you just see like all the uh oh, Advent banners. Yeah, the yeah, Advent yeah, banners or all the Advent warriors standing in a row all like saluting or something like that. That's only when you load into the game though. I didn't need to stare at that for a minute. No. Yeah. No, I think the load times are long and I think They're it doesn't long. matter it doesn't matter the platform. And if it was you know, I'm talking about other PS4 games here. You look at it, you know, I play a lot of Destiny. Destiny has some long load times sometimes. But when I load into a raid in Destiny, it loads pretty much the entire thing. It's pretty seamless for the rest of the time I'm playing it. This is a load screen, and and Destiny is a fully realized 3D, multiple people, first-person shooter. And this is a tabletop, let's be real, this is a tabletop board game. Which, we'll get to graphics, but they're not exactly blowing your Right, yeah, they're not blowing me away with the graphics here. The gameplay is fine. I don't mind the gameplay other than the statistics stuff which I can even be okay with. The load times for a next-gen console game, for a PS4 game, are totally unacceptable. It's way too long, and I don't want to waste an hour of my time just sitting there and looking at loading screens. And it feels like that's what I'm doing every time I play XCOM. It's not something that says I hate this game, but man, is it annoying. So what was everyone's favorite class? Ranger. Uh, Specialist. I don't know. That's a tough one. (laughs) I'm guessing no one says... um... Grenadier. 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 I do like... They're probably my second favorite. 
I I think my favorite is actually the Psionic Warrior. Uh, once you get them leveled oh. up, I literally sat one in there and got all of the abilities that I could. They are super fucking powered in this game. E- I didn't even have one. I almost I didn't, didn't use them at right. all. Yeah, and I didn't. And that's and that's one aspect because of the first one where they shoved psionics down your throat. I was like, I don't want to deal with these guys this time. And I, I was short on power, and I was trying to like you know knock back the timer. I'm not, not going to lie, that psionic lab to create those guys mm-hmm. was so late in the game for me to actually make that right. lab. And like it was like definitely on the bottom tier, like off to one of the side rooms. And at that point, all my characters were at least somewhat leveled up. They were beyond that rookie point. Like I didn't want to make another character at that. Like it just. Uh, I got to the point where I knew I was going to go to the final mission. And I only had one tick on the Avatar project because right. I had like wiped out all of the facilities nice. that I could. So what I did was I made my psionic warrior. I had a bunch of guys that were wounded and I just forwarded time and ignored shit. And let me tell you, if you just consistently ignore stuff, it goes to hell real quick. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it took a month and I had gained like six Avatar project ticks. But I still had three left, so I just went and did the final mission to beat the game. But... My scion, my scion could dominate things. Like he could permanently take mind control over right. something. He could do guaranteed damage, which was awesome. There was like one that did like seven damage. He could shoot a beam in a straight line, and anything that was in it would take uh, nine to twelve damage. It was nuts. Oh, that was what my the avatar at the end of the final mission. I that's right. when I started to get into some of those abilities because I I had I had three or four abilities for my one chick. Uh, who was Sonic? I had two that I took on my final mission, yeah. and I didn't. Th- I didn't think I could. That was an ability that I would get. I was sort of like, okay, here's the last mission. We're gonna throw you guys like this. We're gonna throw you a bone here and give you, you know, the avatar that has all these crazy, uh, you know, abilities yeah. and this weapon that we've never seen before, except you know, against it. Well, that's cool. I didn't realize you could do that. Yeah, like he had the silence, uh, soul fire, uh, domination. It was really cool. They were easily my favorite class, but I really only used him for the final mission. Got he it. didn't. Well, did, did they take so much time to actually learn the abilities that they five just... five days to learn one That's ability? Like, there's like a mission every five, five days. days. Five days to learn one ability, and that was with an engineer in the room with I'm, him. I'm doing something wrong because I had like 16 days for an ability. Did you put an engineer in the room? Probably not. When I tried mm. to, yeah. To so were you next to a workshop, so, Clark? Are you next to a workshop where your cyanic lab was? Because that could I was, I was next to a laboratory. That'll do. That'll it. With it. well, all my did research they have went the down. chain bonuses with rooms in this game? Because they they were yeah. visible in the last game, like with the laboratory and the workshop. A, well, I thought for I power only, stations too. I only remember yeah. the gremlins being able to assist. I don't remember rooms button up against each other. Remember in the the first one? Yeah, there would be like yeah. a link bonus that was minor, but you could chain like a like a bonus. And and sorry, not to get too off topic. Favorite class? Oh yeah, yeah. You didn't answer a very specific one. All right, moving on. No. I'm kidding. The sniper, but I like the gunslinger sniper. Yeah, that's that's actually the next thing that I kind of wanted to transfer into is like, I liked that all the classes had two trees. Yeah. The Psionic Warrior did not, but it's because you're tailor making it to what you want. And it takes the whole game to perfect them anyway. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, essentially. Right. Dude, it, it took a, it legitimately took a month to learn six abilities. That's insane. That's insane. But it was he was so he was so clutch. Couldn't couldn't you learn the abilities through combat at all? No, no they don't learn that way. No. <sighs> See, I, don't, I don't like that. Like I, I got the achievement for having the highest rank scion. Mm. Really? Yeah. You could. Yeah. 
See, it's I like a, it's a magus. Sorry, it's no, the yeah. equivalent of major. Like oh. like all the soldiers, once they get up to major, they have all of their abilities. Right. Magus is the scion that has all of their abilities. It's not colonel. It's major. I thought it was colonel. Colonel's your highest. In the last game, if I'm not mistaken, please correct me if I'm wrong. You could wrong. level up a character normally and then give wrong. them psionic attacks on top of that. Uh, that sounds right. I think that is right. Yeah, yeah. that is right. I kind of like that way better. Doesn't have to be overpowered psionic abilities, but just that little added touch. I don't like that dedicated character, or like, or even if you wanted to go balls to the wall with like keeping somebody in that lab for a month, why couldn't it be on top of another class? Why do they have to start at a rookie? If you had a major like specialist or you know a sniper like a gunslinger that also had all the psionic abilities. Yeah, your bar would be across the entire fucking yeah, it'd screen. Be, it'd be crazy. Well, the health bar doesn't have to be infect or uh, affected by. No, the, I'm not no, talking about ability the health bar. Your ability bar would be across huge. the fucking screen. Yeah, you have so many things. Like, to do. I, like you know, I had like oh yeah, I shoot I and all that stuff, and then like six psionic. Well, they could have simplified it where it was like almost like a roundabout where it only kept like eight on the screen at a time. I mean, that would change the yeah, sure, format sure. of the oh, game. It. But yeah, no, I <laughs> I just I, you I just want six super soldiers. All right, so everybody said what their favorite class is. But why is it your favorite class? I already explained yeah. why I like. Yeah, I the think Sion. Clark has hit. That. Um, okay, if you don't mind, I'll go uh, for the Ranger. The way that you could just like throw them into a situation and know that they're going to get good criticals and they're reliable, kind of thing. Not long distance, obviously, because they basically use the shotgun. But I, it's sort of a carryover from the first XCOM. I liked that version of the what were they called the the shotgun toting guys in in the first one, assault. Um, I think, yes. were, I think they were very generic yeah. terms in the yeah. first Saul. one. Yes. So that was my favorite class. And the other one, I was like, okay, let me just use it. And I have to admit, I played XCOM and Enemy Within, and there were so many instances where there was one enemy left, and I just wanted to have a melee weapon to run up and finish it. And with the Ranger, you get that. So almost all my Rangers had Blade Master, you know, get the extra right. extra attacks and all that. And I used it sparingly because I didn't want to leave my guy out in the open, which is what anybody would do in this game. But having the ability to do melee and cover such distance to get there and to just end whoever it is that was giving you, you know, a good run for your money or the last enemy on the level uh, on the map, fucking loved it. Didn't get old for me. I think the best ability the Ranger has is the if I kill something, I'm immune to the first attack. You can't get yeah, hit. I, oh yeah, I that's their that that's one, their like yeah. highest ability, right? No, it's it's no like a way. fourth level ability. Is it really? Yeah, I might not have taken that one. No, no, I'm just saying the best ability is the um the Reaper one. Reaper sense. Reaper's good. I agree. It's where you just keep every kill you get with a melee weapon, you get to make another move. It's good. If oh, you're that's the one that stacks. Hack slash. Hack slash. Hack slash. It's good. It, if it reduces damage each time, but as long as you weaken all the enemies beforehand, you just go right. in and finish with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. I mean, that's a great ability too. But I, I, I like the Rangers. I just think um, there's a good path to go down with the Ranger abilities, and then there's a really, and I think this is true for a lot of the classes. What the conceal route? The conceal route. Yeah, I don't think is nearly as useful as the unless you really want to be like, hey, I'm going to be a scout. I'm going to run around and just find out where everything is. Well, I don't know about you guys, but when I play this, I typically was like, okay, I don't, I, I can see what this is for and how it's used, and I could go online and it could tell me this ability is used more, this ability is better, you yeah. know, pick this way and do it that way, but I would always be like, okay, I have two rangers, I'm going to do one, like, okay, this one ability I know is absolutely the best, right. or I'll just be, 
here's here's one on one tier and here's one on the other and experiment and see which I like better. It's a it's a good point. The, the first playthrough when I actually lost the game, I would basically have like two of each class. Do one down the left tier, one down the right tier, see what abilities, because some of them aren't very yeah, clear on their description. Yeah. You know what I mean? You really have to see how it plays out in several different scenarios to see, like, is this an, a useful or is this a shitty ability? Yeah, and there's a lot of dud abilities, I think, yeah. too. And, yeah. You know, the specialist, I think, I could have, if I was going to play this game from the beginning again, I had two, and I kind of did what Harry just said. I was going to have two specialists. I was going to have one that was your healer, and I was going to have one that was my combat tech guy, right? That's what I, that's what I did, basically. Right. I wish I would have basically taken medical protocol and the final healing ability on my healer and everything else in combat. Uh, the final healing one, that's where we can do the whole team. It that's heals everybody. Right. That's a gross ability. But the other ability is just as good for the specialists. That's the biggest area of effect attack, I think, in the game. It It's like seven squares across. The capacitor discharge is huge. It's a huge I didn't square of ability. And it does, I think, seven to nine damage against everything and then double to any inorganics. Right. So it just wipes any mechs that are or those tall fuckos. Those things are fucking stupid. Did that ability stuff. have a cooldown or was it a once per battle? One per battle. Okay. But if you did it right, you could take out three or four enemies easy with one. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. So, I mean, but if I could do it again, I think I'd just take combat protocol for both of them. Because I think the advantage of that combat protocol is, you know, aid protocol is good, but combat protocol is guaranteed damage against any target. You don't even have to have line of sight. Best defense is good offense. Right. And if you can eliminate something before it gets another two shots off, you're going to take it. And you don't have to be near them to do it. And that's what I think makes sense. You don't have to be near them to do it? You don't have to have line of sight to them. It was pr- combat protocol is pretty gross. Sounds broken. Yeah, it it worked on um what was it was it squad look? I think it's squad sight. Squad sight. That's oh. what it is. Yeah. So if anybody in your squad could see them, you could target them with it. Yeah. Actually, Harry, you were my tech guy. Which is funny because he doesn't know how to use an iPhone. That's true. Um, Beep, boop, boop. Yeah, I got the flip thing right. Oh no, that's an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a flip iPhone. He's got a razor. Uh, yeah, iPhone. I got a flip iPhone. He built a cover into <laughs> Screen's it. Screen's a little cracked. <laughs> got that spider app. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the spider web app. I don't know how to turn it off, Harry. Maybe you can't. can't. <laughs> you know, because I think nobody said grenadier. Grenadiers are super useful early in a battle. And then you just kind of run out. You're just shooting your chain gun at stuff. I could never no. get anything to actually land with that damn chain gun. Like Dude, the, the, I wrote the it chain. down. It's not about the chain gun with that. It's, you about, get the the it's about the shred. And shred your Shred's armor. Good. Yeah. That's the, that is the main use for the Grenadiers is get rid of enemy armor. I wouldn't That's even say that. There was two abilities I used consistently on the Grenadier, and that was one, uh, they are the first attackers to destroy any and all cover, cover. around your enemy. Yes, right. that is also the true. percentage odds. And then it's guaranteed damage being in that explosion too oh, yeah, yeah. it's a good way to weaken an enemy so you don't have to use two other combat units to eliminate that one threat you've weakened multiple units with that one blast then you just take them down boom boom that's the the grenadiers are usually how i started my like move from concealment yeah like it was yeah. overwatch a bunch of guys yeah, and then boom. hit hit something with a big grenade blow out a wall and then basically say everything else is going to shoot at them as soon as they move now, your point with the, the shred ability, yes, I think I did that 100% of the time. Oh, yeah. But the other ability I very consistently use with them is because percentages are a big part of this game. They have another Surprise. ability with a guaranteed hit. It uses three yep. ammo slots, but it's a guaranteed hit, and it hit for, like, 
what seven to eleven or yeah, it's, it's it hit for big, whatever your weapon damage was. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I got my grenadier up that high to get that yeah. ability. Oh, it was an yeah, insane ability. Was that like one of their? Was that their last tier? No, uh, no, no their last tier was um the cone or the uh. It was the the one. It, it does damage, but it also increases the damage by like plus four yeah. from every other person that shoots on that turn. Oh wow, or something okay. like that. Yeah, like it was in. in crazy powerful i feel like i sent my guys in untrained now talking to yeah. talking to you but no real quick just to explain why i like the the sniper class more specifically the um gunslinger gunslinger i loved that ability where you shoot everything on screen oh with so a, good oh, yeah. that was, was a good clutch that was a good no, cleanup move yeah. or a good just ping everybody down enough to get everybody else to wipe that yeah. team or something like that and, and it worked with squad site Yes. Yeah. So you would just literally hit anything you could see. Lightning hands crazy. and follow it up with that. Yeah. Kind of a lightning thing. hands and then hit it. It was just crazy. Yeah, lightning hands. A free ability. A free shot every turn. I would, it's a good way to stop Overwatch, too. Yes. True. Yes, that's exactly what I was about to say. I would use that to, like, if there were a bunch of guys in the street and I needed my team to cross, sniper on the roof, hit them all, pull them out of Overwatch, and then run. It was always good. Yeah. Back to what Ralph said on the chain gun. I literally have in my notes here, 10 feet away with a minigun, no cover, 44% hit. Stupid. Like, it, they had, I mean, it's... It was just hilarious, because you'd have this gigantic robot that you're shooting at, and this guy's got a, like, like a comically large chain gun. And, <laughs> and, and he's just sitting there, just like... Gritting his teeth. And it's just like... Like, all around him. Like, I was, like, yeah. half expecting the wall behind him to fall down, except for, like, a cardboard cutout <laughs> right? of the guy. Yeah. Like, it was crazy. Like, it was just, like... They were I, super inaccurate. They were so inaccurate with that you thing. think that's a balancing issue? Probably. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. It, it was they the were... same way last game, too. It was. They couldn't hit the broadside of a it barn was. in the yeah. last game. But they would also yeah. have the hollow targeting in the last game. I don't know if right. that was in this game. It was. It was. It, it was. was an ability. It was useful, was it? too. Let's talk about, like, upgrades real quick. I think it's probably the last thing that we... Did anyone, like, use any of their upgrade tree to get the different suits? Yeah. The suits were fucking clutch. Because you could turn any person that was wearing the, the different types of suits into... They get one shot for the entire mission where they can fire the rocket. rocket launcher. Yep. Yep. And you could replace a grenadier. Like, I wouldn't take grenadiers because you can research the heavy weapons, right. the experimental weapons, to the point where you get a rocket that has shred on it. So I would stop taking the grenadiers. I would take just everybody in, like, uh, it was like the war suit. War suits, right. The exo suit. They would all have these heavy weapons, and you could just, like, fire it just Spider like you could any of the rocket. I had two war suits and one, like, wraith suit, and that was it. The wraith suit was awesome. Like, the warp. Yeah. Where you could warp in and out, and the then the, the spider suit was really good too. The spider suit was with awesome. the ranger, where you could just be like, and I'm on the up on the roof now, and it was a free move, and it was just like ugh. I did that for my snipers too. Yeah, I would just crazy. like boom, sniper on the I roof. I didn't play around with the different armors, minus the one that auto regen your health yeah. every turn or something so like I, that. I okay. will say this yeah. about the tech project specifically with the gorilla training center, which is where that. Yeah. experimental armor and suits come yeah. from i'm sorry sorry real quick before you finish your point the experimental stuff how many tiers were on all those things because i felt like i kept hitting experimental ammo and i got so many but it never ended right so the experimental ammo is a consumable so you have to equip it and then it like uses it oh does it yeah it's that yeah. mission and then it's done yeah, yeah exactly and here's what drove me nuts getting back to that 
consumable stuff. When I build a consumable and I spend Intel or supplies or whatever to build something, I kind of want to know what I'm going to get. True. Right. And it's dice roll. It's it's you're you're saying give me some experimental ammo and I really hope I get acid rounds, right? Cuz those are the best ones. <laughs> and it's just like if you don't get them, well, good luck. The, the armor piercing ones were pretty good. They they're good, but they're not I didn't actually ever get I the acid use so experimental ammo. They're not the best ones though, like Man. and when you're trying to prep for like the final mission, you just want to build like acid rounds. If I research something, once I know how to do it, you should be able to unlock you it. You should just be able to buy it. True. And and that just let me have <laughs> Right. These things that I need so I can go finish this game. Let's talk enemies. Yeah. Let's. We'll go around real quick. Favorite enemy, least favorite enemy. My favorite enemy would probably have to be the avatars. They were fucking annoying. They were super fucking tough. They they moved every time that you fucking shot them. And honestly, I thought it was great how they were like, look, you need to kill three of these, but we're just going to continue to spawn them in right they they looked cool i kind of like i i kind of had i like their design my least fucking favorite enemy those goddamn vipers those fucking vipers that could just be like oh i'm going to literally pull an organ out of my body that is 700 times the fucking size of me get you across the fucking map and then pull you and bind you it fucking pissed me off and their fucking their, their beam weapons did way too much damage the Vipers were just fucking annoying because it would instantly make a situation out of nothing. How one of my rookies died was they got Vipered next to a Faceless. My favorite enemy, I kind of think I liked the design of the Andromeda. The, the guy in the suit, suit that you have to kill yeah. twice. A dramaton. You know, initially they were a big pain in the ass to work on, like to, to try to like to kill him. And it was like, oh my God, I, I gotta, gotta, you know, do all this stuff. But after my specialist could, you know, either, I think they can hijack them. They can hijack the suit after it dies. They can the hijack time. the suit when they would show up. It was like, oh, okay, cool. And they're kind of like a big daddy or whatever. But I, less and less, I was like, oh man, there's a real threat. It's like, oh, okay, I'm gonna have fun with this. So, I would I would sort of put it that way that that was my favorite and my least favorite I have to admit is the vipers were a complete pain in the ass but I I played for like 10 or 12 hours to finish and I didn't come across more than two vipers I don't know if I got to the point where I I'm serious <laughs> wow I'm dead serious I, I vipers just stopped showing up in my in my game and I think I got the tech so advanced that if they would drop mechs, they would drop the eyeball right. thing, they would drop, they throw everything in the kitchen sink at me, but I didn't get vipers until the last mission, I, and there were only like two. Speaking of, you only encountered the viper things twice. The the, the not the, not the whole time, but I mean for this last chunk that I did. Oh, okay. So I'm at like the end game basically. The vipers have disappeared at this point. The, yeah, there's the, no vipers once you hit end game. The ball thing. What was that? Oh, the Oculus. Yes, it's not was, actually called the Oculus. The it's Oculus. Not, that that is also an enemy that I would put up there as. That's, I only encountered one. one the entire campaign. What? Really? Yeah. But again, I sent a picture to you of the team, and you said, "Oh shit, I didn't know you weren't playing with the final armor or something like that." Or yeah, you didn't have the final armor. I'm wondering if that's be like maybe they scaled it back. Well, no, I mean you you find that one in the story mission. Yeah, I remember it, that because it pops out. It, yeah. it's like when they first introduce it to you, and unless you go on a bunch of more random other missions, if you go right into the final mission, I kind of just like blew right to the end after that. Right. Yeah, okay. So so you did you might have just walked through a randomization that didn't have it. Okay, got it. I didn't say my least favorite. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I have to admit it's the codex. 
I really? Those, yes, because the fact that you shoot them and they splinter off and they teleport and they and they can like take out uh, the ammo for you know your guys. I guess I get my guys in in pretty close knit groups because I was constantly getting hit with grenades and constantly getting hit with those uh, large area of attack uh, attacks like that. And if I was in a mission and there was more than two codex on screen, I mean it was a, just a disaster. I mean yeah, you can put everybody on Overwatch and attack one and then see what happens, but the vipers literally went away. Maybe the last twenty hours of the game, I didn't see many hmm. vipers, but the codex kept at it, and they really started to annoy me about halfway through. Vipers always showed up for me for the uh, gorilla missions. Like, or, sorry, the retaliation missions. What are you going to say, the people? I thought those were mostly chrysalids. See, I didn't see chrysalids until the portal mission. Really? Yeah, that's yeah. that's when I that's first, the first saw time I saw a chrysalid. Maybe that's part of the story. Because I, I, had I, don't a, know. I, mean, I had an effect where I, I picked one mission over the other, and the mission I didn't pick was a chrysalid will show up in all of your missions for a month. Which, fuck that. Yes. Because <laughs> fuck that those things bad. and their yes. goddamn poison. Yeah, okay. That's that's actually my favorite enemy. Of the the chrysalids? They're annoying as fuck. I, I, I'm going to give all you guys that. Because that poison, I hate how the poison damage is randomized. Yeah. And even One when they three. pop up, if they're, if they're in range, they can come and attack you with like barely any defense. I found myself changing my tactics on a mission that I knew that they were in. I would basically walk very minimally... Overwatch, yep. the whole team. Yeah, because you never know when they're going to show that up. That was the only defense to them, because they would just come up and fuck your shit up. I, I, I also changed my tactics when I knew they were there, but I would go Rangers first with the Bladestorm. Yeah, Bladestorm's so good. And and I would just have them go <laughs> first, established that. have everybody in, in Overwatch. They, they would usually hit them, and then by the time they came up to attack the Ranger, Ranger kills them first. I think the Chrysalids are actually more dangerous in the first XCOM. They're way more dangerous. Where you than have the first those one. those hostage missions where you have to say uh, there were hostage missions in this yep. one, weren't there? Kind of it was like either eliminate all the guys or save as many as you can. It wasn't like you have to save the the number counter, right? Where you yeah. have to save like X amount. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about, the rescue missions. I felt pressure in the first game. I did not feel pressure. I in had those. no pressure to save shit in the second. Yeah. Like I felt as long as you were cruising through, you could typically eliminate all the enemies before they even got close to Yeah, enough. you you absolutely could. Because as soon as you exited concealment and they knew you were there, they'd go to you and not to the to the other guys. The concealment uh mechanic. Least favorite enemy. What was the giant mech thing? Daddy Longlegger mech? That could just stomp Sect through. Sectopod. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Those things scared the shit out of me every single time. I would focus all fire, just ignore everything else, yeah. and just try to take these things to. down. And yeah. they would take me usually two turns, and I'd be like crossing my fingers that I'm not going to lose somebody yeah. on that, yeah. that one turn. Well, because then they stand up and they do that fucking beam. Found and... out in multiplayer what the stand-up does, too. It gives you a bonus on Hype ground target. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bonus. I thought there were a lot of clever enemy designs. My favorite was probably the heavy trooper that had the overshield ability. Really? I thought those were brilliant. Shield bearers? Or the shield, shield bearers that would just door? pound the ground and give everybody three extra health. Because right. if you had two or three of them against, and I had a couple of missions where they showed up like in force, and you'd have two or three of those shield bearers, and they'd come in and you'd be like, and you'd move one guy one one too many squares, right? And they see you, and the first the first thing they do is they go, you know, hey, I'm going to pound the ground here, and then all everything has double health. If you have two of them, everything has 12 health, minimum. But those guys, I think, were really well designed. They didn't have a lot of health, and if you dealt with them early, they were easy to deal with. But if you let them go one turn, they will punish you. And they punish you 
not in damage by by making everything else harder to kill yeah. permanently, which I thought was a good good mechanic. Um, least favorite, I gotta agree with Ralph here. Those codex things are the worst. The worst. <laughs> they are. They were man. They were really really irritating. The split ability. I had multiple times where I'd do damage, they'd split, and then my my game would freeze up or crash. Ooh. Ooh really? Because you'd get like two of them, and they'd overwatch, and you'd have four of them, and then they're trying to teleport. Your guys are trying to overwatch shot them, and then you're just permanently waiting for somebody to shoot at something. We and didn't really talk about crashes or- I had a number of or crashes. Issues or yeah, and I, yeah. anything like that. And, and I think there's a whole section here where we just, I think, could talk about quality of life in the game you know load times crashes bugs you already the, talked about the load times the the stun batons Graphical bugs the stun batons well graphics yeah i know like the stun baton guys i swear to god they took like four actions every time i fought them they They'd, seemed like they could do the rangers ability though the run and gun where they could take their two movement actions and then do their action yeah well, no, if you sense. think about the rangers could do that normally with with their melee attack, like right, that was a weird. I that that took a little getting used to that you could do your double move and then and swing. Yeah, the sword. well, if you if you use the run and gun, you could do two and then shoot as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, which oh, was, I'm glad which they was brought big. run and gun back to this game too. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of my favorite abilities from exactly from exactly the first yeah. one. Yeah, and but I, I, like, I think they had that. I, I think the stun troopers had that. Mm. They were very dangerous, even late game. They oh, were very yeah. dangerous because Hugely of how much dangerous. damage they would do to your guys They'd and or eight, stun them. They were probably the number stun. one threat early on in the game. Uh, absolutely. All right. So if you don't mind, for a couple minutes, I'm going to talk about multiplayer. I had... Okay. Go. I, I had a couple issues with it. Only if you can do it real quick. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Come on, Harry, do it quickly. Hold on, I have one. I have one thing to say before you talk about multiplayer. Let's talk about crashes real quick. Did anyone have any crashes to the game? Yeah. The last mission, I had a crash. I had a couple crashes. Yeah. Fucking pissed me off. My game crashed three times while I was trying to do the final mission. That's. I'd get some progress. Oof. It would fucking crash. Oh, cool. this is before I got into it. Mine crashed once before getting into it. It wasn't halfway through or anything like that. Oh, um, oh, I, I got to the Avatar room, and then my fucking system crashed. Yeah. And guess what save it didn't save in the... The, the, Avatar the one room. where yeah. you use the um, you use the the eye thing to clear a path. <laughs> that one didn't save? No, or that one that... saved. That's the, that's the one I beat the story oh, okay. on. Right. Um, because uh, let me tell you, if you want to talk about how fucking ramped up enemies get when you go down the fucking tech tree having your entire fucking team show up in the exosuits war suits like no one <clears throat> excuse me having your entire team show up in like the exosuits the war suits the wraith suit you know uh everything pretty much has armor yeah yeah everything. i got to that point too where everything was just three or four armor yeah, it was, it was just like it was, come wow. on it was it was yeah. nuts yeah. And you just run out of ways to deal with it if you use explosives. Right. All right, Harry. Go ahead and talk about the multiplayer. I actually have... I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Yeah, but real quick. I promise, real quick. Real quick. All right, real quick. Quickie. Only if In and out. In and out. In and out, real quick. <laughs> um, one thing I, I did say 
with the gameplay in this game that really frustrated me was the difficulty spike that was that final mission. Until then, you're getting 12 to 14 enemies. The final mission is a short mission, followed by 24 enemies, followed by endless enemies, which are, you know, that's double the amount of what you're used to. And I know you get a squad of six plus your, you know, plus your commander's Commander, avatar, yeah. but still, that's a lot more enemies and especially when you think that second part of the mission is going to be it by the time i got to the avatar room the first time i'd used a lot of my abilities i've used a lot of my grenades thinking well just got to get to the end of this whole nother room right home whole new list of enemies and i thought that difficulty spike was a little intense on that last mission the one thing i did like about that last mission and they did it once and i thought it was a cool mechanic and i wish they would have done it more the comm tower mission you get to use intel oh yeah to that- buy additional things for that mission where did that come from either bringing another guy or having an extra range of vision or critical chance critical chance increase right you could use your intel to buy that stuff which i thought was brilliant do it everywhere or or don't do it everywhere just do it on certain critical missions but they did it once and i was like that's a really cool game mechanic makes you wonder why they only utilized the aspect just once right in the game and it wasn't even for the final final mission it was just for that first little patch no weird thing too because i know late that's late in the game like for that thing where there's not a lot of random missions or anything at that point right a lot of the packages to pick up just drop boatloads of intel or supplies like they're giving you resources out the fucking ass yep at that point in the game which i thought was like okay this definitely has to be the end of the game this is where if you want to keep continuing to stockpile and build up your arsenal and whatnot they're basically giving you whatever the fuck you need yeah. at that point which is a little odd at that point in the game like it defeats the the it's purpose. It's not when of, you need it. You need it early on, not at the end. True, and then it makes the game easier. What's the point of on. rationing it all this? I agree. Time in the game, if they're just going to dump it on you at the end as well, there should be some kind of reward for max min your your resources throughout the game. You know what I mean? Oh, I, I think it's a valid point. I don't know if it's just the way that I played it, but I I found that I had two missions that were change ups like right in a row. Like I did the I had the mission where my the ship gets downed. And then you have to go attack like a column, yeah. You know, halfway halfway down the map, and then you have to get everybody back so you can take off. Did you do that mission? The that mission, happened to me earlier. The mission where your guys you, you get additional force. You can yeah. You can then add reinforcements. Yeah, they and get, everybody they, has to stay on they the platform. Shot down. Yeah, they gave yeah. me like one every single turn. Like right. I think I had like ten or eleven people out on the field, if oh, I'm wow. not mistaken. Yeah. Well, um. Quick story about how I did that one. That was very late game. Like that was like I did that, and then I think I did the the mission where you transmit the antenna. And I was like, these were back to back. I was like, oh, these are really nice change ups. Why weren't they in in the rest of the game? And I really liked the one where you had to defend, go out, and then come back. And what I did was I used Batman, who was my fully mech'd out ranger, and I had a little bit of support. Most people were just staying staying back. There are all these enemies, and I'm like, well, fuck that. I'm just going to get close, down that thing, and run my ass back, which is exactly what I did. I ran him as far out as I could, used run and gun, and I think I used rapid fire. And with his fully specced out shotgun, boom, I did it in one turn, dropped that tower, and then turn around and ran my ass back, and I had I had the whole thing done in like in like four turns. It was really fun, and it was really cool, and I liked how the whole thing worked out. But there was just that one time where it was a mission I, like that. I can't agree with you more, Ralph. That was probably one of my favorite missions in the game, and I like okay if they could do it once. So they're avo- they're avoidable too, are they? Yes. If that, you have your um, your defense uh, spec high enough, 
No, no. So they are that mission. I think that's when the UFO chases you down. Exactly. Yes, which is avoidable if you do the dark events. Yeah. If you do the proper dark events. Oh, I see. I staved right. I staved off from one, but there's also a way to trigger the UFO hunting you down, and that is by moving to too many continents in a, at the same time. Oh, that's what I did. And it'll trigger it from happening, trigger it to happen. That must be what I did, because I had just gotten to South America. But you can also avoid it. Where did everyone start, too? Because that's different every... Uh, North Africa. Uh, the Arctic. I was in, I was in like, Siberia. I started in the northeast of, of the United States. South Africa. That being my favorite mission, where you use more of your team. Well, wait a minute. If you're in South Africa, you're, like, in... Not the middle of the world, but you're in, like, the middle of where you want to be. You can just go here to here to here. I would, I would go to, like, Mexico, and then I got to go to the Arctic to go back to my base to heal people, and I don't just take the Pacific route. Do you know that the world is a sphere? I do, but the game doesn't. <laughs> the game takes Valid you from point. Mexico all yeah, the true. way back Does across it really? to... Yeah, it didn't, it didn't take me yeah, that, that little that bit sucks. to go over. I wish they would have utilized more of your team more often. Like, remember in XCOM, uh, the first XCOM game, there's that point where you defend the base and you have like your whole team yes and then they just start mm-hmm. setting rookies in again that's my favorite oh, mission yeah. from the first one like they're ha- if they can handle it on one mission utilizing more than just six players why can't they do that on more than one mission good question you know what i mean mm-hmm. i mean the final mission handles seven but i mean still like there's mods there should be multiple on. missions where you're defending the base you know the final you mission shot down by UFOs yeah just get it done the final mission should have been like a everybody in, in yeah the why ship. the fuck when they all everybody go? in the ship just attack <laughs> this area and then there's just like 20 <laughs> hey we have one chance to save the planet let's yeah, only the send six guys <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah the scientist <laughs> he's just like all right. with a pistol and a special ability <laughs> yeah to hide dude i'd something. fucking send everybody so multiplayer. Summer loving had me a blast. <laughs> Summer loving happened so fast. Met a girl crazy for me. Met a boy cute as can be. Hey, hey, let Harry talk about multiplayer. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Shut, shut, shut. I did want to try multiplayer so that I could have the full experience of the game. So I bugged the shit out of Hamill to play me online. Now, when Who? I. Hamill. He's the redheaded here. fuck. Oh, him! Baby cakes. <laughs> the baby cakes, the, uh, the redheaded fuck. Oh, him! <laughs> Are you guys going to just say that over and over and over again? Or. Summer love me. <laughs> Stop singing Grease. <laughs> We're stuck in a loop. Yeah. <laughs> This is Except how it starts. We're not repeating the audio. It's just us talking <laughs> through the same conversation. <laughs> over. Yeah. You know, the Sh- redheaded fuck. Shut up. So when we logged on, we were trying to make a lobby. We finally started to set up the game or tried to join in, in, in the, the game lobby. It said, oh, cannot start game. So we were about to start the game. Mm-hmm. Said we could not join game because of differentiating content. So right. I went, hopped on the PlayStation Store. Mm-hmm. downloaded the full works. I was like, this will fucking work. Went to make another game lobby again. Wouldn't let us play again because I had too much content this time. He had the one downloadable content, which I didn't know at the fucking time, came in the game case. Guess who paid an extra $5 to download the free DLC that came with the game? Ralph. <laughs> I paid $20 for the DLC, paid an extra $5 for that extra five that would have been free, and I told Hamill if he downloads it, I'll give him 20 bucks. 
just because I wanted to play mm-hmm. this multiplayer. So the DLC cost me an extra $45 just you to play liter- three you, matches of you multiplayer. You literally could have bought the game for that. Yeah. No, I hear you. That frustrated the shit on me. Why is there... Didn't even add anything to the multiplayer. The, the extra DLC. Saw none of that. Now, multiplayer in general, it was kind of fun. Not worth an extra $45. What do you do? It's basically like a, like a normal map. It loads it. And again, fucking incredible amount of load time. You set up your team. You customize it. You could be aliens or humans or a mix of both. Like They have a point value. It's like basically playing Warhammer. Okay. You pick out a team. You get a limit on points. You set it per team. Give them upgrades. You equip them. How many characters you want on that team. Um, and then you just basically face off. It takes turns. Mm. Now, the, the irritating part of that, though, is you know how, like, when you're taking your turn in the game, you could be very strategic, take your time, place everybody, right? figure it out. Time between turns is excruciating. Like, I actually walked out of the room, made a couple sandwiches, came back, got a drink, went to the bathroom. Is it user-driven? What do you mean? So, the, the person that you're that you're yes, playing no. against, they can take however long they want to make that turn. There's no, you have there's that no option. You could put a timer how, on the Wow, is there no timer? Really? The, we just played without a timer because we didn't... Oh. We wanted to figure it out. You oh. technically could put a timer on it, but we did not. So we played a couple matches. Hamill surprised me with one game. He was like, ooh, I think I glitched it. Don't be mad. Let's play a match. We load up the game. As soon as it shows our forces on the field... Each of our respective screens, mm-hmm. he starts laughing hysterically, does not shut up for about 10 minutes. All I hear is just laughing in my headset. And I'm like, what the fuck is so funny? And he's like, oh, oh, you'll see. <laughs> Finally get his force on the screen. I run a guy up the street. I get overwatched 47 times. Wow. 47? The max players you're supposed to have on your team is six. He broke it. So that he could have an unlimited amount of guys. What is he, a fucking hacker? Un- how wait, do that? unlimited? He could have kept going. He just eventually stopped with how many people he put on his team. He actually told me later, too, he was going to go play ranked play but with that team, too. That would be amazing. That he did be. it. He did it. I have yet to hear the feedback. I would love to hear it. But let me tell you how frustrating that was. Although they were with really cheap enemies. They were all like the four healthers. Yeah. I had an awesome team. I had the sniper that did the... The sharpshooting uh, pistol oh shot. Yeah. I ran them up, dodged. I had to dodge like eight Overwatch shots, but then I did the pistol just shot. I took out like ten dudes. That's amazing. With that one thing. Same thing with the um the Reaper. ranger yeah. that does the the Reaper. Yeah. Just 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 knocking ducks. How does that go? That's you the know. official sound. Now I killed a ton of dudes. <laughs> Donald Duck. But you still can't take down forty-seven. Enemies. Yeah, I'm that sorry. Is so cool. Six. Did you record that on your PlayStation? Like after- he may have. He was talking about it. I did uh, not. From my, I end. hope one of you did. Oh man, he has the team. He has the team saved. Please go play a match with him. I oh, might have I, to go play. That's it. I don't insane. have it for PS4, but it's insane. It. And he likes to set them all up on Overwatch. So that you just turn a blind corner and then you're. Fuck. That's so oh, funny. I'm sure. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. You, I'm you would sure do the same. That sounds amazing. Just like one of those like three story buildings, just full. Of, like, sectoids. So, like. what about 60 rangers with blade masters? <laughs> See, I don't know. I don't know how he glitched it out. Maybe he can duplicate it with what, like, maybe the sectopods or something like that oh, and God. just set up, like, 47 uh, of those fucking oh, things God. coming at you. Christ. <laughs> just all of them on the now, stilts. Now, playing with the aliens. I don't believe in a no-win scenario. The thing with the green ooze that shot the, the blast thing. 
automatons. Yeah. Most broken character in Versus. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, they're pretty gross. They're insane. I mean, even better than the, the, the giant robot. Sectopod. Yeah, Sectopod. Sectopods. Yeah, I forget all the names. Sorry. They, they were disgusting, though. But no, check it out. I think you should at least play a couple matches, but it is excruciatingly long. It, yeah. To get three matches in, I think we it was over the course of two and a half to three hours. Jesus. Three hours plus $45. Sounds like it was worth it, though. Can I just have 20 bucks? I mean, I got a good story out of it. I mean, although I was on the <laughs> receiving end of it. Yeah. But <laughs> those are your favorite kinds of uh, stories. But no, big glitch in the game. He's on the receiving that shit end. should yep. get polished out immediately. That's another quality of life issue, though. Can't play without the same exact DLC as a competitor. Graphics. All right, so let's jump into graphics, guys. I don't know about any of you guys. I have never seen the faceless spawn without turning it into a big black blob at some point. Or what? Another. I had that issue every single time. What yep. are you talking about? That has got to be a console thing. I've never seen that. It, and, and it, it might be. be, but there were a lot of graphical glitches yeah. in this game, like... Yeah see full eyeballs on people, which was fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. Didn't experience that one. <laughs> yeah, they, that would, one. They, they would like, glitch out. Oh, yeah, like the, the eyelids would glitch out, and you could just see their whole eyeballs inside <laughs> the model. Yeah. It was weird. It um, was bad. Now that's part of the Avatar uh, the Advent program. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Avatar <laughs> Remove all eyelids. I mean, yeah. the, 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 graphics, the graphics aren't remarkable. <laughs> And I think if they were, I couldn't like imagine. That <laughs> I, I couldn't imagine what the load times would be oh, if if the yeah. graphics were anywhere near. Th this is a game that honestly could have probably been played on a 360. Easy, easy. I mean, I think this game could be played. It's not a stretch from PS2, late gen PS2. Yeah, I just don't think the processing power is there for that. Yeah, I mean, but, it would take three years to load, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but realistically, the graphical capacity of this game is not its not high. I mean. Yeah. I mean, the. The, the glitchiness is just. The, shoot through walls. I, I will say, however, I do like the character designs, the weapon designs, and things like that. I think they look cool. It's just they're not the highest caliber highest performance graphics yeah um, no i agree with you couldn't i could really couldn't agree more i mean this is a game that is interesting because it's it's so immersive and so so much fun to play and i would rate it highly which we'll get to but the graphics are nothing to write home about and the story is nothing to write home about it's really all in the gameplay and the stories that you create on your own as clark said and you know the the graphics, there's a number of things that bother me with it. Things clipping through other things. You know, people shooting directly into the corner of a wall. You know, and that's just a programmer saying, well, it doesn't matter. You're shooting at this thing. Instead of your guy just popping out for a second and taking the shot, him just shooting directly through a wall is just like, it's just a it's little ridiculous. lazy. Yeah. It's a little lazy. And what really got me with the graphics in this game is I know they were trying to make it like more exciting and action based. Like when you make your final move and it's like a guy running to another cover. It gets old real and quick. And they do that follow cam. That's you jump. can turn that off, I think. The follow but cam. Yeah, maybe. I mean I, I didn't explore the graphics options. Maybe there's a high quality graphics thing that I missed. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> that you know Yeah, I had a number of times where I'd frame rate drop. Oh, yeah. I had big explosions. Big they explosions. Would things would just die. Things would disappear and then reappear dead. Poorly optimized. Yeah, it's poorly just poorly optimized. And, and yeah. And maybe that's the... I don't know if that's the way it is on PC. 
It's it's very similar. I mean, okay. I'll admit that um, my frame rate wasn't the best until I went into my settings and I downgraded my resolution from 1080p to 720, <laughs> which you'd think is obviously yeah. something you wouldn't have to do. Yeah. But this is something that I actually had the same exact issue with XCOM and Enemy Within, yeah. where if I had the resolution set all the way, the frame everything looked sharp, but the frame rate was kind of iffy, and I would prefer frames per second even though this isn't a really heavy you know it's not it's not like a first person shooter where you need those frames but just the fluidity of motion to have it i added jaggies to it i dropped the resolution the frame rate was much better and overall the experience was more fun to play so i don't know if you guys did see that but with the faceless ones i did see the big black blob yeah every single time i, I was actually every, i was just crossing time. my fingers every every time i was like come on just once can it just like morph Without an issue, and <laughs> nope, didn't experience that. Yeah, <laughs> not not once. Every single time, I did. I did like the environments, though. Yeah, they weren't. They weren't. Yeah, bad. I mean, aesthetically, it wasn't like I like the art direction. I yeah. think the art direction in the game was really good. I like where they went with the weapon and the character design. I think the way they designed the suits was interesting. I even like the um, alien military bases with all the the red laser fencing oh, and like, yeah, yeah i thought that was cool yeah, yeah. I, I did like that I, I i like the design i don't know graphically i guess it's okay but th that is an issue with with the frame rate and everything like come on i think the best looking sequence in the entire game is the room where you kill the avatars that i think is the most interesting environment that you're put in it's this crazy like teal and gold throne room I think it was the most interesting. I think the most interesting looking parts of the game were where they did start to get more alien. Like when you go to the portal and there's all like that alien, like weird, those flowers and stuff like that. And like the growths from the ground. I mean, everything else looks generic, but also humans build in a semi-generic way unless it's a monument or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Or gigantic building. But I did like the art direction. I, d I liked how everything looked. The art direction of the game, the design of everything, doesn't bother me at all. But it's graphically, technically sloppy. And that drives me nuts when I'm buying a AAA title for $60. Or for Harry's, $85. <laughs> yeah. His $85 game. I mean, but, you know, I expect a certain level of polish and care. And you see it sometimes in $15 games on Steam or you see it in $15 games on PS Plus or whatever. I don't mind if there's graphical issues in a $10 game, you know, or something that I only paid a couple bucks for. You expect it. I this. expect a certain level of build quality when I'm buying a AAA title. And that, that bothers me, too, because you know they obviously play-tested this. They overextended themselves knowing that this was going to be an issue. You know? Well, so I really think it has to do with the fact that it's a port and it wasn't designed for the PlayStation. But I know, but Ralph's even saying he had those same issues on the PC. Yeah, I mean, even when the game came out and it was just PC exclusive, people were complaining about the same things we're complaining here. It's it we're not far off. And right. again, they must have playtested that unless they only playtested on these super super high-end PCs and then that's not even being realistic for the, the general market. Well, it's not it's not even no. just that. I mean, these aren't issues of your PC or your PS4 not having the capability of doing it. It's graphical glitches it's in the, built in the in. software, yeah. and it's yeah. graphical glitches that are built in because they're just not good design decisions. 
from a game so, design standpoint. So generally, as a rule, I mean, um, you know, some of our listeners don't know this. Like, I work as a software analyst. I work in like the tech world. I, I don't test, think I knew that. I I test. And, <laughs> you I never test asked, and, Ralph. Yeah. No. I test and break things. And when you when you're gonna put out a piece of software like this, what you actually need to do is you need to play it on. Well, for games, it's your minimum requirements. That's where you need to actually test and stuff. So, like you were saying, if they were playing on high end computers and things, you're not going to get the best quality for the low end. Let's move on to sound. Papa's got a brand new band. Oh! Why's it greased lightning? Music. None of the music is remarkable to me. Um, the, the one theme that does stick out is when you're launching for a mission or coming back from a mission. That's the, the only one that and really you get resonates. It, and you get it really in 30-second yeah. dribbles, and yeah. even then, it's not even that great. It's your typical semi-sci-fi, a little bit of synth in in yeah. the in the menus and stuff like that but really when you're even playing the game it's menu music yeah. it's n- it's not music that stands you know, out i turned the music off for the ba- yeah I, I turned the music off and i was listening to other stuff yep and yep. i've i've done that a lot with this series i um, don't i don't do that often neither do i and and it, yeah. it's usually something that i want to listen to what the game right. is trying to say and for i did it for a few hours for the and, and immersion but i just put on spotify after yeah. after a certain amount of time i was just eh. I mean, it just got very repetitive with the sound design. And, you know, the voice acting in the game is good. I yeah. think from a sound aspect, I think the highlight of it is probably the voice acting, not the music or the sound effects. I think that's a valid point, too, John. I, I did have that in my notes. I think the uh, the voice acting is on par. That that being said, they need to shut the fuck up during the mission when I'm trying to actually do stuff. Oh, that. That drives me bananas. B-A-N. A-N-A-S. Because, you know, they're sitting there and they're looking at it and you're going, okay, I've got four turns to do this objective. And they go, let me tell you about how we're going to blow up this van if you don't do this. And then the other chick comes in and is like, well, you got to make sure you get the thing. And you're like, I know. (laughs) Just let me do it. It drives me nuts. I I like the sound effects. um, but the the sound effects were great. The voice work didn't really tickle anything. If you're speaking sound effects real quick. Yeah. I absolutely loved the sound effect for the chain gun on the um oh was that the, the highest upgraded one what was that oh, laser yeah. weapons yeah. was that mm-hmm. was that what it was, what it was I don't know I just magnetic I, beam. beam 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 yeah. thank you yeah the beam weapon chain gun loved it every single time I don't I don't know why he's it got just, he's got on a loop in his car yeah it's my new uh, text tone <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's move into final thoughts. Final thoughts. I feel like this was sort of a natural progression um, from um, Enemy Unknown and Enemy Within. I feel that the the take that we lost the war and now we're on the defense was was enough of a change to make it worth it being a, its own thing. Overall, I, I enjoyed the changes that they made. Really love the fact that we have Melee. I feel that also at the same time, though, the company that made it, Fraxis or Firaxis, they made changes, but they really didn't change or fix enough with the franchise. They really need to step up their game for an XCOM 3. They need to release something that isn't broken and something that where the numbers make sense. And... They can keep their story going, you know, whatever they want. It's all about the stories that we make on our own and what we bring to the table with the game. Final thoughts? I mean, I, I would buy, I'd buy XCOM 3, 
even if it still had graphical glitches, I guess. Because it's not a game breaker for me. It's really not. I Right. You know, we'll get to the rating, but um, overall, the good outweighs the bad. I enjoy this franchise. I will continue to play these games. And I think that most people that play this franchise would probably agree with you. All right, Final Fonts. Uh, I think this is a good game that I really want to like a lot more. I really want to like this game a lot more. And I can't because of all the flaws that we talked about in this thing. You know, there's graphical glitches. The audio is pretty unremarkable. The storyline really isn't there. Gameplay has its flaws. You know, I think there's a lot of good here. And I think it could be really good. But there are reasons that I probably would wait until it's on sale before I would buy XCOM 3. And it's just one of those things I couldn't see myself spending $60 on this game again. So between story, gameplay, graphics, and music... I think three out of four are kind of weak. Now, normally, I would probably grade that game really low based on that. But because gameplay is weighted so heavily, how you basically want to look at this game. Like, gameplay is just such a dominant factor when when looking into this this franchise. I I think it's going to actually end up pulling up the score a little bit. But no, like Ralph said, I think I would buy an XCOM 3, regardless of all these issues as well. I do think XCOM 1 is the better game comparatively to enemy XCOM. within yeah right uh, again it gets back to i like defending the earth rather than trying to retake it i thought it was just such a much cooler concept enemy unknown it's the first one yeah it yeah is, enemy within was the the, 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 the dlc enemy within is the dlc that gives you um yeah. max another yep. uh, other addis which i thought was was better than enemy unknown yeah granted i know we were really putting down the other categories but if you enjoy the gameplay and can ignore the other factors, I think this is a pretty solid game to jump into. All right, so my final thoughts on this game are, I I kind of agree with Harry. This game is not without its flaws. There's a bunch of them. You know, we all, I think, very clearly stated all of the flaws of this game. There's just something about that fucking gameplay that even though now I know the ending to the story, the epic story... I say that with air quotes. You can't see the air quotes. That's why I was explaining the air quotes. Okay. There's just something about this gameplay that, you know, I would play it again. I want an XCOM 3. I would buy an XCOM 3. Probably not at full price. I actually waited on this because I knew it had issues. But I would totally dive headfirst into an XCOM 3 for for the right price. Personally, if you like hard strategy games, this is kind of the pinnacle of it. We didn't talk about the difficulty. This game is brutal. (laughs) We were were talking about how hard it is. The game is brutal. The game is designed to have permadeath. Like, it's... There are very few games like it. It's very hard to scratch that itch, especially outside of a fantasy game. This is like the the sci-fi pinnacle of the hard, challenging, tactical game. So let's move into the scores. The score. I did a lot of thinking of this. Hmm. And this is what is actually helping me. I've been making my little chart based on the games that we played because I'd like to see. I'm doing like one of those hundred lists kind of thing. Like, ooh, do I think it's better than this game? No. But is it better than this game? You know what I mean? It's it's really helping me grade it how I see fit. And I'm starting to think, please don't take offense to this, but Metal Gear Solid 
is throwing off my list. Really? I feel like I should have graded it lower. Okay. <laughs> You're entitled you can't to change your grade. I'm, I know. I'm not going to. So, so work around he, it, he, you he, fucking bitch. He wasn't gonna. I... Let me grab my list. You got all the recessive genes, I can tell. (laughs) (laughs) Brother, it's been too long. Jesus. Where's my sheet? Oh, my God, Harry. Oh, here it is. Oh, Jesus. One page away. All right, Ralph, you go first. All right. (laughs) I think think I'm going to go with a 77% on this. I mean, I do really like it. I want to get it into the 80s, but there are so many... I had my score ready. There no, you didn't. So many, there's so many things that detract. Uh, I don't know. Uh, so you know, 77? I, I think 77 or like an 81. Like I okay, that's either. a little bit of I a know leap. That's, I know that's different. Um, it just, I want to go with an odd number. <laughs> yeah, right? I just, it's, not a, it's not a 79. It's not an 80. So what do you got? What's your, what's your final thing? All right, 79. 79. 79%. All right. That's fair. John, go ahead. Harry, are you ready? I'll let you go. Yeah, let me go. John, go ahead. All right, so here's my score. <laughs> five Travoltas out of five. <laughs> so. It gets a con air. <laughs> I am ranking this above Metal Gear Solid, but below Silent Hill. Well, that seems logical for you. I am giving this a 7.5, which is exactly on par with Parasite Eve. Because I couldn't differentiate which one was the better game. There, there's different factors that draw me to each one, and I don't think either one gets the edge over the other. If I was grading this and I was a teacher, I would say this is about a 75. 75 for me is a C, so I would give this a C on Steve's scale. That being said, I would pay more than I would normally pay for a C game for this game because the gameplay is so repeatable. I would pay $37.42. All right, so Hamill's highest rated game is $37 right now. I mean, I don't know what Hamill's other... Hamill's pretty tough. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's pretty cheap. I mean... <laughs> uh, Man. All right, so I'm going to continue with my arbitrary thing. I'm going to give this one unattainable plasma rifle out of... Seven frustrating crashes. All right, this is usually the part where we would answer listener questions. Uh, We answered a bunch last week. We kind of ran through them, and we kind of got late posting that we were going to be recording tonight. So hit us up. You can send us an email at superfunpodcastgo at gmail, and you can also send us messages on our Facebook, which is facebook.com slash superfunpodcast, and you can also hit us up on Twitter at Super Fun Podcast. Our next game is going to be the game that we've held a survey for. So I'm just going to read down real quick our, our lovely survey here. Save the winner for last. Of course. Okay. Of course. Cool. Uh, Super Metroid got two votes. Yeah, uh, it, it was a shame. I, surprisingly, Kid Chameleon got three, which is a little what? bit of a shocker. What? Red Dead Redemption only got seven. Resident Evil 2 got nine. And last but not least, our winner is going to be Donkey Kong Country for the Super Nintendo. So, what has everyone else been playing? So, I got Final Fantasy 15. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Yay! For Christmas. I am digging it so far. 
Did uh, your girlfriend get there that? Yes. Yes, she did. Oh, she's the best. Yeah. I will say I'm loving a lot of the game. Early impressions. Now, I can't say this for the long haul because I only sunk about like six or seven hours in. I don't like their magic system. I don't know if anybody else experienced that yet so far. Oh, because he's like drawing it? Yeah. From the earth? It's like Final Fantasy VIII. No. Worse. Don't say that. No, it's worse than Final Fantasy VIII's magic system. Because you could draw that from any enemy throughout the game, whereas this, they're camp points. Yep. Sponsored by Coleman. Yes. No, you you tell the Coleman logo is in every shot. That's a fairly warm take. Um, No, there's a lot of aspects of the game I'm really digging so far, and I'm just excited to go home and. Really dive into this for like a full twenty four hours. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus, I'm buying that. Balls deep, bird up. <laughs> Worst show ever. Go ahead, John. Show. Um, all right, so I've been playing a couple of different things right now. Uh, Titanfall two has kind of been my go to blow stuff up after I get home from work. Besides um, the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Do you God. have a Vita, John? I do not. <laughs> I do not. But I heard Clark likes to play uh, video games on the Vita. Yeah, so. the Vita is a great console. Sony really didn't uh, support it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it, a shame. It, it is a shame. But uh, no, I've been playing a lot of Titanfall two, and then I've also been playing a game that is free on PlayStation Network called Let It Was Die. Free. Is it expensive now? Oh wait, no, no, no that's it's, right. It's, it's, free it's, to, well, it's, it's always free been play. free to play. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's called Let It Die. It's a roguelike kind of Dark Souls esque in gameplay which is one of my favorite series. It is free. You can always play it for free, but you probably will never beat it if you do not pay some money, and I don't think I'll ever be able to beat it because I refuse to pay money for it. It has definitely got some pay-to-win elements. It Really, it's it's more of a, if you want to keep the character that you have and not have to start a new character, mm. you have to pay to revive them, basically. Uh-huh. Um, you get these things called death medals, and you get some just for logging in every day, but you can tell it's not enough to really get through it. It's a fun game, though. Do enjoy it. So it's a nice distraction, especially coming off of something like XCOM. And when I get tired of the really, really fast pace of Titanfall 2, I feel like it's it's a nice change of pace. I have to admit, I'm in a similar position to, to Harry. <laughs> I've been playing Final Fantasy 15, and I'm about seven and a half hours into it. There's a there's a segment where you you are free to roam the area, and you, you haven't really progressed the story. And I was exploiting that where it's like, okay, I know if I do this, it's going to trigger an event. And I'm just going to take the time to enjoy, you know, what I have access to right now and get to know the game and get familiar with that and do some hunts to hunt different animals and that kind of thing. And and then I triggered the, the event and it's like, okay, the world's opened up a little bit. I hear it plays like Kingdom Hearts. Plays. Oh, can I say, I do love the music so far. Yeah. Clark, what are you playing? Bird up. All right, so recently I've been playing some Titanfall 2. I've been playing a lot of Fire Emblem Awakening. Cool. Uh, that, that's been pretty cool. I actually got that for Christmas. Other than that, I haven't really had a lot of time to play anything else. What uh, about been, The Last uh, of Us? You haven't played that? No, fuck that game. I've been playing Ark with a bunch of people. All right, well, uh, thank you for listening to our podcast. I want to thank John for joining us. Thank uh, you, John. Thank you, yeah, John. Thank you it for was a joy having in. you. Now go home.